Evening, everyone, and welcome to Friday night's edition of Fools Rush In. Before any of the nonsense ensues, the breaking news, the lads have done it, the roadmap is still intact, the cup run continues as Swindon Towns Academy have just, under a lot of pressure, it has to be said, come away with a 2 1 win at Sunderland and reached the quarter finals, meaning an away tie at either Burnley or Bristol City. Now, in a weird way, how many people kind of want Bristol City to win that one? And suddenly a hell of a lot of Swindon fans are going to Ashton Gate for, for an FA Cup, FA Youth Cup quarterfinal. Um, I, I'm, I'm buzzing to be here. Uh, February has rejuvenated my energy levels. Uh, I'm really looking forward to tonight. Uh, even Malcolm, listening from Sweden, love the fact that on international night, when we've got panellists from Wales to America and back again, we've got people listening in Sweden. And where else, let's be honest, where else could you be listening to a, a visual pod, which is the new term going around, a visual podcast hosted by someone who was described this week by their own flesh and blood as a depressed Stephen Mulhern, who, if he did the CBB's bedtime story, would certainly put the kids to sleep. That's right. That is how my own son described me. Uh, we will be meeting the panel in just a few seconds. But before we do, how about we roll those titles?
Um, please do tell me if there is any significant lagging or anything tonight. I'm I'm trying to, while live streaming, send the link to a, a panellist uh, and my internet is playing up and not letting me do so. But uh, I, I am a modern guy and I can multitask and I will make this work. Um, there is so much to talk about tonight. We're going to work in reverse chronological order. We've got Newport, we've got Transfer Deadline Day, we've got the Fans Forum, um, and so many other things besides, including, again, huge congratulations to Swindon Town Academy for tonight's result. Um, and the intro question has not been made up by me tonight. It has come courtesy of one of you. Um, and I will show that in just a few seconds. But let's say hello to tonight's international quality panel, uh, starting with one of our very own uh, and not the only one of his name we're going to see tonight. Good evening, Nick. Hey, hi, Fifey. How are you doing, pal? Yeah, absolutely buzzy. What a week, eh? Jeez, oh, it's chaos, hasn't it? Don't, don't they do it to you? Well, <laughs> just for a simple life once. But oh, no, here we go. Absolutely the thing, buzzing. The thing is, mate, we all we all claim we want the simple life, the quiet no, life. But if if we went, say, two weeks of nothing happening, <laughs> we would be bored shitless, wouldn't we? Oh, yeah, man. It's, oh, it's, it just don't get better than this. Seriously, it just don't get better than this. Absolutely buzzing. Right. The good news is, I'm hoping, is the link has been sent to our other fools regular. Um, I, I have to ask, and it's popped up in the chat as well, how was the birthday celebrations? Yeah, um, had a decent night out. Um, just went out for a quiet meal with uh, just my good lady and uh, our little, little doggy. But we've got a big family day tomorrow. I think there's 14 of us over at my daughter's for the actual wow. birthday celebration. So looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, all good. Although my <laughs> my son did text me and say, oh, let's get a new pot. None of us like birthday cake anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thought, wow, that might be pushing it a bit. I think I might be in the <sighs> in the deep stuff if I did that. <laughs> well, yes, quite. Uh, five, mm -hmm. uh, I'm flashing up all the messages. Ben's there and he said, oh, he, he, oh sorry, no, that'll be Jack. Because Ben's coming on when he finishes work, uh, I'm told. Uh, Fifey, when do we call a mean up to the first team for minutes? The thing is, if you'd asked me, say, 72 hours ago, I would have said on Saturday. The problem is we now seem to have, like, we seem to have about 1,700 attacking players. And now none of the youth players are going to get a run out at all. Um, Jason wants things in chronological order. No, we can't do that. We've got guests on and they want to talk about things they're interested in, not sitting listening to us. Well, actually, no, knowing who our guests are, they're quite happy to sit and listen to us moan, but they also well, want to talk about stuff that they're Jason's actually interested in. Jason's obviously got a bit of OCD, so don't worry, Jason, <laughs> it'll be all right. Um, uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, oh, no, it's not Jack today. It's Ben's dad saying hello. Um, I hope I haven't missed anything. PJ's saying, isn't it mad how we're also... Uh, uh, no, we're also disillusioned. Yes, something like that. I'm struggling to even get my words out. Uh, Nick, <laughs> before we say hello to our guests, I'd like to show yeah. you the intro question for today, oh, if I can. Um, it's come courtesy of our good friend good friend of FRI, Evening Shah. Uh, yeah, me and Nick are very well, thank you. Uh, loving your work on, on Absolute Football Pod. And uh, great to see on your timeline today um, how, how good you're feeling at the minute. 
and uh, how much you're looking forward to the upcoming night out. So I hope you have a great time. Um, yes, our good friend H the Duck got in touch, Nick. Let me set the right. scene for you. Uh, he was out having a, having a coffee one morning and he happened to glance up and see a, a, they had a certain type of advertising where they were describing the coffees on offer. And his first thought is, I know, I'll send it to Fifey and ask him which fool is which type of coffee. So I had a look at it and I described a particular fool as a particular type of coffee. And then thought, this is a great idea. I'm going to ask everyone else what type of coffee we are. So uh, here are the options. Uh, we've got mild and milky, rich and velvety, simple and smooth, short and intense, small and luxurious, or famously fruity. Uh, any of the fools in particular jumping out for any of those styles of coffee, Nick? Well, the obvious one, and, and I'll do it because I'm first on, is rich for rich and velvety. Rich Couldn't is definitely rich and velvety. <laughs> um, I mean, if I was to pick one for you, uh, small and luxurious. That is that that sums you up, I say. <laughs> That'll do. I'll take that. <laughs> um, as the only um, full-time fool currently on and until one or two arrive a little bit later, I'll let you pick one for me. I know which one I want to be, but which one would you describe for me? I would say um, definitely not simple and smooth, definitely not small and luxurious, famously frothy. Yes. Oh, yes, Froffy. I forgot. I, I added fruity in when I was reading it at work as well, because apparently <laughs> I forgot the ability to read. Yes, uh, I wanted to be famously Froffy. How about uh, that? I've got you. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'm taking that. Right. I'm taking that. Um, what, what we're saying, Craig mild and milky? Oh, no, he's not mild, is he? He gets the ump. <laughs> gets the ump. Short and intense. He's intense, isn't he? Yeah, but is it is he short? No, that doesn't matter though. But he's intense. Don't matter. He's intense. That. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably yeah, he's probably short. With how quick he gets the hump, so we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially on some of his messages today. Yeah, yes, it's the, uh, the the BTS stuff would be classic if we were. Uh... <laughs> Pete's asking yeah. where's where's stale and bitter. Um... <laughs> PJ saying uh, short and intense for me, lads, describes me perfectly. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, camp, you know, if there was camp coffee, uh, it would definitely be me, wouldn't it? Oh, Sandra? God, Let's I can remember. My mum used to buy camp coffee. Yeah, my ex's nan has it. Had that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's definitely an old lady's coffee, isn't it? Uh, please do fire them into the chat. Uh, if you want to describe any member of Fools as one of these types of coffee or you want to add your own, uh, of course, you know, we will flash just about anything up on our chat screen. Um, and uh, you'll be pleased to know, we think the February theme uh, is going to be chocolate. Uh, and what we'd like to do in a similar way to how Woody has been reviewing his beers over a period of time. Uh, sure, by all means, yeah, if you want to do tea, we'll, we'll add tea as well for the tea drinkers. Um, what we'd like to try and do, if we can, is we're going to do chocolate reviews as part of the intro, the same way Woody was doing beer reviews. So if you've got any particular chocolate you want us to review, let us know. And I'll get messages around to everyone of what chocolate they have to buy each week. Uh, Dino's in the chat uh, and says, uh, loved a camp coffee back in the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then do they still make camp alleged coffee? Probably illegal now. <laughs> Probably illegal. Uh, should we get some guests on, Nick? Yeah, let's do it. Well, the, I've said it before, and it was so good, I'm going to say it again. The only thing better than one Nick 
is if we get to all the way from the US of A. Evening, Nick. Evening. Good evening or good afternoon. How, how are you? Yeah, good afternoon indeed. Right. Yeah, uh, how's things over stateside? Uh, good. Yeah, good. Busy. Busy. Yeah, work-wise and that. Coaching tomorrow morning. So I'll get up and watch a bit of Sweden yep. on my iPad. And hopefully watch it. I'll take the iPad with me. So we're in a gym tomorrow. So I set the thing and I'll go in the gym coaching. Run. Oh, it looks uh, like Nick's connection is the first the one to drop a little bit. Uh, Nick, can you hear yeah, us okay? Because your screen's just disappeared briefly. I can't hear you. No, you can like... hear me, I can't hear you. No, no, Nick's connection's dropped. Uh, Nick, I'm going to drop you into the lobby uh, while we try and fix that, and we'll grab you back on. In the meantime, uh, let's see if someone a little bit closer to home has a little bit more of a steady connection. Uh, one of our, one of the happiest guests, one of the biggest smiles uh, in our regular guests, I would say. A man who loves it so much that he was more than willing to sign up months in advance of this fixture. And let's face it, he's got plenty of reasons to smile with what's going on at his club right now. Welcome back, Kieran. Hello, hello, both. How are we? <laughs> Very <laughs> well, thank Kieran. you, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not bad at all. No reason to not smile with current circumstances. Well, no, make the, quite. Make the most of it. <laughs> will do, will do. Although, let's be honest, so you, you jumped in, as, as all professionals do, sort of five, ten minutes before this stream started. Little did you know you were going to spend ten minutes on the edge of your seat on a youth team game that you weren't even watching because me and Nick were so stressed about what we were watching. <laughs> I was so stressed that I ended up getting out of my seat and walking away. That's how uh, stressful that was. Couldn't have taken less of an interest in the game, but your two reactions solely were uh, enough for me to get real nervous. My palms are sweating over it. <laughs> Giving the fans what they want. Look, Shah, just in capital letters. Kieran, what a guy. Jason saying, hey, Kieran. Hello, all. Hello, all. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to hearing everything uh, you've got to say tonight. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Nick, one for you in particular. Dino, who was in the chat a minute ago, he's uh, now gone on to our X and put at Fools Rush in SCFC, available in your local Tesco's, and sent me Camp Chicory <laughs> and Coffee Essence, 241 mil, two pounds. Excellent. Well, Excellent value you. for money. Give it a go. Oh, Not a bad price, in all fairness. Uh, Kieran, I won't ask you to throw anyone under the bus, but we do like to get let our guests be involved. So if you were to describe yourself as any of these coffees, which one would you choose? Oh, well, oh, good question. I See, part of me wants to say simple and smooth, but it also goes to short and intense very quickly. So <laughs> a fine mixture of those two would uh, Somewhere in probably between. describe me the best, yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, I think we've got Nick back. Nick, how's the connection? Yeah, I think this is better now. I've gone yeah, on my much better. There we go. And it didn't work on my iPad. So um, it works better. The internet is a wonderful thing. It allows us to produce this kind of content. But what it also allows us to do is bearing in mind that Nick, uh, Nick Oakus Road, Nick is based in Oxfordshire and I'm based in Leicestershire and the youth team were playing in Sunderland. So I'm the closest geographically. Nick in the States was about 90 seconds ahead of us on the YouTube yeah. stream. 
don't know. He's done it with full time before any of you even got there. Nick was celebrating. Nick was celebrating. It's finished. You refused. No, 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 they're still playing. You instead you refused to celebrate until you saw the full time. Gents, I'm delighted to say another one of our regulars has snuck into the lobby. Uh, he is a man of the people. Evening, Gary. Evening, all. How are we? Very well, thank you, sir. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. I'm all good, thank you. Good, good. Um, you may not have seen it sneaking in late, uh, but today's intro question uh, is: H the Duck was having coffee uh, earlier this week and sent me these advertisements for the coffees available in the venue he was at. Uh, could you describe at least one fall as one as these coffees? You've got mild and milky. Rich and velvety, simple and smooth, short and intense, small and luxurious, or famously frothy. Oh, I think I have to go Ben. Short and intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the one I went with as soon as he sent me the picture as well. <laughs> uh, he'll be on to defend himself in roughly forty-five minutes' time. Fear not. Um, so much, and have we got? Oh, no, I don't think he's quite there. He's just setting it up. Uh, another fool waiting in the wings. Uh, Nick, is, uh, US Nick, how would you describe yourself out of all those available coffees? The simple and smooth. Simple and smooth. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Um, there is so much to cram in. I mean, this is almost certainly a, a three-hour-plus episode, no, let's be no, honest, no, with everything no, that's no, happened. No. I've, fear not, everyone. I've got the big energy drinks in to get through oh, it all. Yeah. I need some more beers. So I got the coffee. <laughs> Good question for me. I got the coffee. Is it the simple and smooth one, though? That's that's the real I like question. My favorite coffees. I'm famous for coffee. I drink coffee all the time. Uh, we have got another fool in the lobby, but he's just having his pre-match meal, and then he'll be on. So let's kick, <laughs> kick things off. And I said we were going to go in reverse chronological order, so let's do so. Um, Kieran. Big, big game tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, stupidly big game. I mean, even without the news of both clubs, it's a big game geographically, isn't it? So it's always uh, it's always nice. Whichever side wins, they always have those uh, that extra kind of incentive to be happy about it. So, yeah, it's a massive game for more than one reason in this circumstance, but it would be regardless. Well, I, I heard you. You were part of uh, the lower league look coverage yesterday of deadline day, and I could hear how still very excited, but slightly more um, as as the news was coming in that Swindon were actually doing stuff. Uh, I, I could hear the sort of enthusiasm just slightly draining a little bit. Sound traumas come straight in uh, with the question we all want to know, though. Kieran, how's Flinny enjoying his free time? Has he blagged a free ticket for tomorrow? Yeah, actually, it's weird that you say that. He's been at the Wrexham game and the Man United game, so I'd, I'd imagine he's enjoying his uh, free time quite a bit. It's evident he still likes Newport, so I'd imagine, just for the sake of he managed both clubs, I'd imagine he'll be there. He's probably got a ticket somewhere. Uh, we're not known for insulting our guests, but uh, Mike has said, I thought Kieran was Wrexham. No, I think, no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> People just hear a Welsh accent and, and there we go. Um, let's, let's park the game to one side for a moment because uh, Newport had some huge news in the last, well, it's so much has happened, I forget how many, in the last sort of 10 days was it announced? Uh, yeah. 
that you know we uh, ownership has been a big topic at SN1 for a long time and out of nowhere considering there's nobody buying clubs uh Newport announced a new majority shareholder or is it or is it I full mean, owner it's majority shareholder i believe he owns 52% of the shareholders so he'll be the one that makes the majority of the decisions but yeah Hugh Jenkins he was approved a little while ago i think it was back in september or october time where we had a trust meeting and there was he was able to kind of come to the meeting and portray his ideas for Newport and then you'd have the trust members that were present. They would vote if they wanted him to, uh, you know, take the ownership of the club and take that to the next level. 98% of the people present said yes. So a, a resounding uh, welcome to Hugh Jenkins, I think is the least that we've uh, been able to say. But yeah, it's... I was quite content for a good while of being a fan-owned club. We were fully 100% trust-owned since 2015, up until 10 days ago or so. And, you know, we've had so many good times during then. Two playoff runs, the FA Cup runs, even on the opposite end of the table, the relegation battle. So within our nine, ten years of entire fan ownership, it's been a roller coaster to say the least. But I think modern football requires ownership of some form but i'm happy we've kept the hybrid model so to speak where the yeah. trust still own a bit of the club so the fans still get a a bit of a say on what happens but of course it's not as a a majority shareholder anymore hugh jenkins will be the one who makes the final decisions but there was a bit of worry there we were going to lose a bit of transparency a little bit of a kind of openness with the club but Literally, I think it was about 11 o'clock this morning, there was a statement put out by Hugh Jenkins just kind of talking about his January plans and kind of what he'd uh, expected to do leading up to the rest of the season. So yeah. in terms of ownership, we're looking absolutely fantastic, even though we're only 10 days into it. The uh, future is very, very bright. Well, um, before we again, before we even touch on the game, we've had some big, big questions sent in for you specifically, Kieran. Uh, starting with dear friend of the show, Joe. Uh, I need to know from Kieran who's more Welsh, Newport and Wrexham. Bearing in mind that she lived in Wrexham for almost a decade. I'm going to say Newport, aren't I? I'm going to say Newport. <laughs> You're going to, I suppose, history-wise, in terms of. I, d I don't know. Does like, history make oh, you more Welsh, though? I think history would geographically make North Wales more Welsh, but I'm still ignorant and I'm still not going to say they're more Welsh. So, <laughs> you know, of course Good I'm going to say you. it. Stick by your the, guns. We're near the capital, all right? It's all fine. And, you know, I'll be the one to dig a wreck. So most of the people who support Wrexham are American anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the National Stadium's in Newport as well, isn't it? So. There are, there's quite a few stadiums in Newport, so who has more football teams? Ergo, who's more Welsh? Joe, Joe says, agree, Wrexham is a bit Scouse Welsh. <laughs> I, I didn't even mention Scouse. I didn't even mention <laughs> that, but yeah, that too. Uh, Sound Trauma <laughs> says that uh, Newport's pitch looked better than the county ground on TV last week. What's going on? We have an award-winning pitch. I, I understand that in recent years we've been... Um, you know, known for not having the nicest condition of pitches because we share it with the Dragons. But I think it was two seasons ago, three seasons ago, we had the entire pitch refurbished. And uh, since then, we've won awards for how good the ground's maintained. And when there was the, uh, I, th I think it was about two match days ago, when there was loads of games being called off, 
it was the yeah. week we played Wrexham, so it would have been technically two match days ago. We ended up having our game not only on, but it looked absolutely beautiful. The, the pitch did not look like it had any kind of worries with frost and everything. And, you know, it's if if anything, I can credit us for having one of the best pitches in the league because in terms of recent years, and especially on Sunday, the, the, the pitch looked absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, credit to the... Uh, people who keep hold of our ground and make sure that it's maintained really well. Uh, and for those who like a bit of balance and order to proceedings, I'm pleased to say we can level things up on the screen as we welcome another fool. Uh, he's finished his pre-match meal. Evening, Woody. Evening, mate. Evening, everybody. I didn't realise. I hey, thought Woody. we'd played Wrexham twice this season. Why have we got a Wrexham fan on again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thanks for the man. chat, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week uh, been, Woody? Yeah, it's not been too bad. Not been too yes. bad. Made better last night, but um, yeah, not been too bad. Well, we may be already 26 minutes into the show, but as you've come on, it's only right you get a chance to do the intro question as well. So I'll flash it back up on the screen. I know you were listening, so you know the premise of it. But basically, pick a fool and describe them as one of these coffees from H the Dots local uh, barista outlet. Oh, blimey. Um... Small and luxurious. No, that's none of us. Um, <laughs> rich, rich and velvety. That is definitely rich. That's just yeah. Rich. That's I what Nick said. I, I mean, it's in the name. It's a bit of a bit of a cop out, but that's definitely rich. What would you describe yourself as out of all of those? Well, I... Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, well, I'm not sure. Um, oh, I don't know. Smiled and milky based off of your introduction to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's difficult because I hate a milky coffee. So I'd say you I were simple know. and smooth, Woody. Oh, <laughs> simple. <laughs> yeah, I'll go simple and smooth. None of those, really. Excellent. Just okay. Extra strong is what I am. <laughs> Double, <laughs> Double shot. That's how I like my coffee. <laughs> um. So... On, on the game itself then, tomorrow, Kieran, what, what are you expecting, kind of both on and off the pitch? I mean, we'll, we'll discuss transfer deadline day in more detail later, but as as you were kind of saying last night on the stream, um, suddenly there's, there's positivity flowing from what will be the away fans. Uh, that's only going to increase the atmosphere. We got given additional allocation of tickets, which are very quickly being snapped up as well. So it could be a decent crowd. Uh, you looking forward to it? Uh, of course, I'm looking forward. I look forward to every game of football. But in terms of recent fixtures, you know, there's a real buzz to actually. For, for people around Newport to actually attend games, you know, we yeah. we beat Wrexham, we had a great performance against Man United, now all of a sudden we're playing Swindon, who a few people count as as rivals, so to speak, and uh, you know, these, these almost wave of fixtures have come in at uh, really convenient times given we've had all of the off-the-pitch news, but in terms of atmosphere, I think the temporary stand is still up as well, so that's why you've been given your extra allocation of tickets i don't think we've sold out but i also don't think there's many tickets left so oh, even in terms of a home end i'm, I'm thinking we're gonna have a good uh, a good bump on the usual three to four thousand barrier that we've been uh struggling to beat in that regard but yeah on the pitch i i was incredibly confident up until about 
24 hours ago <laughs> and now i'm starting to feel like there there's going to be a bit more of a uh, of a game in this one that i that i fought originally but saying that we're seven games unbeaten in the league something along those lines so given we have a good away uh, good home form rather you know i i can't not go into this one with confidence uh, but we don't forget you now you're coming up against Gav Gunning's all out attack Reds. So uh undefeated Gav. Uh, undefeated Gav's one one eight formation. One one eight, that's that's generous. <laughs> I was thinking of zero zero ten personally. Zero, zero, ten. <laughs> You're probably not far wrong, to be fair. Uh what about on the pitch? Have, have, has the style changed at all since the reverse fixture earlier in the season? I would hope it would be from our end a lot more consistent football because uh when we played originally i think it the, the timing of the fixture benefited you a lot because you were going through all of this uh you know you had you had this one period in the season where you had stupidly good records and you weren't beaten at home and you had uh, jake young and dan kemp firing on all the cylinders and meanwhile we had about half our team injured so i think the the timing of that game really favored you in terms of the uh you know, the fixture list now, squad availability. But in terms of recent weeks, you know, our record at home speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Our record to start for the to start of the year speaks for itself. The constant kind of praise we're getting from opposition managers speaks for itself. And uh, when we went to your place, it was kind of just, from, from what I remember anyway, kind of just hit and hope. Hit the ball in our context, kick the ball up the field, hope... Uh, yeah. Bogo gets on the end of it, but he's no longer available because he's injured. So we play a lot more on the ground football, involve the entire team a lot more. And uh, with with the signing we've made, rather, you know, I'm I'm very uh, optimistic that Jeff Cock can start off well. Of course, former Swindon, I'm expecting him to. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, as soon as problems. we saw, as soon as we all saw that, we all just kind of messaged each other saying Swindon nil, Jeff Cock won. So. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I, I, I've been speaking to a lot of Swindon, Plymouth, and uh, I don't remember where he's joined us from. I, it's it's gone from my head. St. Johnson, that's the one. Uh, I've been speaking to all of them, and there's so many mixed reviews. It almost feels like there's three versions of Jeff Carr. You've got the yeah, St. Johnson one. You've got you. You have the St. Johnson one who couldn't hit the barn door and couldn't really do anything. You've got yeah. the Swindon one, which is very, which is very eh, you know, push and shove. You don't know where you're getting from him. And then you've got the Plymouth one, which is pretty bloody good. Now, I'm hoping that uh, we're going to get that version, and especially I, I think the timing of this fixture benefits him. He'll want to prove something, won't he, at the end of the day? You always expect that from uh, players who have played for clubs that you're facing. So, yeah, I, I think our style of football is really going to benefit him because, like I said, it's a lot more on the ground. It's a lot more involving the whole whole team and I don't think he's really going to be forced to you know create things on his own and you know make runs and stuff which from what I've heard isn't his speciality and it is simply just putting the ball in the back of the net which we are good in every single avenue other than putting the ball in the back of the net so in terms of that signing it couldn't have been bad for us no absolutely uh Gary let's bring you in then um 
the the new wave of Swindon players that that have signed. Uh, we've obviously been chatting about it in the uh, in our WhatsApp group, and most of us pretty much have the opinion that despite all this new talent being available, there's unlikely to be many changes, if any, to the to the eleven really, because because we've just won a game, which was an unfamiliar feeling. It was a home game. We win. Um, no, I, I don't expect we'll see many changes unless there's any real injuries that we're unaware of during the week. Um, I think we'll go with the same starting lineup pretty much, and we'll see the likes of Mr. McCurdy and uh, Etal on the on the bench for ready to come on tomorrow. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. We just had we've just had um, someone by the name of Richard tweet us a, a video of a barbershop doing a, a beard shave and just put, this is half of FRI's panellists. <laughs> and it's just caught me completely off guard. Uh, thank you, Richard. I appreciate that. Um, obviously, it was an improvement, Gary, uh, against Bradford. A lot of people coming out and saying that Bradford were just very, very poor as well. And although it was an improvement and definitely improvement in terms of result, there's still a lot of things we can work on to improve as a team. Um, are you hopeful that these things will continue to develop? Because, I mean, I know me and Woody, the first thing we said at, at full time was, despite, despite what our own website said the score finished, a clean sheet. Uh, I was celebrating the clean sheet as much as anything. Uh, yeah, the clean sheet. And we like, couldn't buy them at the start of the season, could we? Even when we were winning those games and drawing and, and being undefeated, we were seeing goals left, right and centre. So a clean sheet was 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 more than welcome. Um yeah, I mean, it, Bradford, I, I, I'll say now, they were bad. They were terrible. They were probably the worst team I've seen at the County Ground for some time. And we would, did a professional job and won. We didn't play well. I, I don't think we played brilliant. But it's early days and Gav Balls rolls on. No, absolutely. Um, Ocus Road, Nick, uh, how about yourself? What are you expecting? Uh, do you think we'll that there'll be a change of emphasis now with the, the style of player that we've sought to sign in the last few days of the transfer window? No, I don't think so. I mean, Gav Gunning seems to want to play a, a very direct attacking style, um, you know, plenty of intensity. Um, so I, I can see it. That I, I put out earlier that I think that it will be the same team that starts the game. Yep. And then... But you've got, it looks like forwards and pace uh, sat on the bench, ju just ready to come on and, and and just take it to another level. So, yeah, I, I, I can see it being the same. I think the important thing is that defensively we're solid. Yeah. Um, and, and from what we saw against Bradford, and, uh, and I know lots of people said Bradford were crap, but if we if you stop the opposition playing... It makes them look rubbish. So yeah. we did that and, and and we shut them out. So, you know, we, we did what we needed to do. And now we've got, uh, looks like uh, a, a, what I would call a proper centre half. And, and you can see the difference that that made. The keeper looks solid. Didn't have a great deal to do in fairness, but he looks decent. Um, we've got, you know, full backs playing like they should be. So for me, defensively is the key thing. And if you get that sorted, then you can let your flair players loose and, and go hell for leather. And I, I can see us first half consolidating and, and then second half, you, you know, 
what have you got? You, you've got McCurdy, you've got uh, Drynan, you've got McGurk, you've got the lad that's come from Sweden. I knew you wouldn't game. attempt it. <laughs> no, I knew you wouldn't I'm, attempt it. It's only because I haven't got it in front of me to try and read. Zach. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you've got attackers all over the place. Now, as long as we can be sound defensively, that I mean, that is just so exciting. It, it's beggar's belief. I, I'll be saying all that. We'll probably get stuff 4 nil, but you know what football's like. <laughs> well, to be fair, I can't remember who it was, but I did see uh, quite an entertaining uh, reply that I think John might have been involved with somewhere down the line where someone had put all this attacking talent, this stuff we could only dream of at the start of the season. That they just got a reply saying uh, Newport nil, Swindon nil full time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't see that. I, I can't see that, to be honest. Um, but it's exciting, which is great. It is. It is. Um, again, we'll, we'll cover transfers individually uh, in a little while. But Woody, I know one of mine and your share concerns is that Seydou Khan isn't a CDM. And despite all the frantic and fury of the last half an hour of the window, we still didn't actually get the one position we really, really needed. Um, are you confident enough in him to see us through the second half of the season? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I think I put in our chat earlier that he's only not a CDM. He's not a CDM, but the reason is is because he's not good at the CDM stuff. Um, so, you know, as at the end of the day, a midfielder is still a midfielder. They've still got to break down play. They've still got to, you know, get themselves about. And they've still got to, um, they've still got to put a foot in, if I use a Sunday league term. But it's, you know, I think, I think, as Nick said, where we're probably a little bit more solid defensively than we have been. I know we... We don't want to bounce too much off a off a clean sheet, one clean sheet, but um, no. you know. But I do think that we we were saying for quite a while that the problem was the defense couldn't cope with what the midfield was letting drive through. Yeah. Um, and but I think that this defense now with four at the back were a little bit more solid. You noticed against Bradford that Doak started to Doak's. If it wasn't on his side, he almost came in as that kind of holding mid defensive midfielder in some ways to really kind of concave the opposition into, into one area. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think now the most important thing is now is there is, I know we didn't sign a CDM, but there is competition pretty much in every place now. Um, you know, so yeah, you did yeah, a graphic. I did do a graphic. I did a five feet graphic, um, but the, um, <laughs> which five feet then went and you, what's happening you, with it? you're missing this player, you're missing this player. And I was like, yeah, there's a reason I'm missing those players. Um, but, the, um, but yeah, so I think as, you know, if they just do their job defensively, we might not need a holding midfielder. You know, we don't, we don't need that player that's going to hang back and do all the dirty work. But then I quite, I thought that Dawson Devoy did quite a lot of that last, last weekend. I think he did a lot of work off the ball um, as well. So it really depends in, in terms of what he does, um, sorry, I got distracted by someone. Yes, I knew you would. I was waiting for you to finish before I flashed it up on the screen. Um, but yeah, they. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's great. I don't think I don't think we necessarily need a CDM. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't. I don't think we could actually set up to not not require it as long as Khan is doing his job. He was better uh, on Sunday. He's not a CDM. But if he's still winning the ball and Devoy's still winning the ball, and even Kane, who in my opinion is really going under the radar a lot at the moment. Um, you know, keeps up his it keeps up his hard work. 
um, then we should be all right, to be honest. Um, Peter has stolen my follow-up comment. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Clayton or Brewitt, we've all said at various points that they can play the CM holding role as well. So maybe with these having this versatility of players, you've got a few players who can play that left-back role, which means FBT can still technically play the left-centre-back role. And we've had plenty of people say how much better he looked at it, having a natural centre-back next to him. So maybe there is a chance someone like Brewitt could actually play that holding role. I think the only problem I would have with Brewitt playing that holding role is it does suddenly turn that midfield quite defensive. Um, and I think that midfield's biggest attribute is what we can, what he can offer going forward. Um, so I think you don't want to take away 75% of our attacking ability by just boosting our defensive ability by 50%. Um, Clayton might be a better option, but you know my thoughts on Clayton in terms of at the moment. Uh, he's a fantastic player, a good talent, but for me, you could have the best player in the world, but if he's injured half the time, which it seems like I think he has literally been injured half of the time he's been at... League 2 Jack Wilshire. Yeah, yeah, so, and it's a shame. It is a shame. It is a shame, but um, I'd rather, you know, I think genuinely, having seen him come on, I think Khan will be okay. I'm, I'm still not his biggest fan, but he'll be okay as long as he's got someone with him who will do it. He can't play with GMAC, and that's a shame as well. He can't play with GMAC and Kane in there. It will always have to be Devoy. Devoy will get Khan out of a lot of trouble, I think. Um, uh, but then Khan does sometimes does his own damage going forward as well. That's the problem. So, yeah. but you know, it's hopefully he's brimming with confidence. That whole eleven is a, an eleven that didn't concede a goal on on Saturday. Um, Newport have got the biggest threat in the world in Luke Jeffcott now. So it's <laughs> you know um, he he probably will score, but that's probably after we've scored five and we Gavin Gunn has pushed everybody forward. <laughs> 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 I'm just winding Kieran up now. I've had my fun. <laughs> um, Nick V, uh, let, let's come on and, and let's talk about the attack line a little bit. Um, we've, again, something we've been chatting about in our WhatsApp uh, group is, is the option now to all of a sudden kind of have free in the first half or free up to 60 minutes. And then all of a sudden we've now got the ability to change all three and keep this kind of pressure style on if we want to. Um, that's that's exciting for fans. And I suppose also for the likes of, say, Charlie Austin, knowing that he's people are saying that he's struggling to play every minute of every game, knowing that the pressure isn't solely on him anymore, should maybe release the shackles a little bit. I mean, he's been in good form the last few games anyway, and this can only help him, surely. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you want more forward play because that's the way Gavin Gunning likes to play. Like Nick was saying earlier, he likes to get forward. You know, you look at it last Saturday. To me, people say, yeah, he gets the ball quicker. But he still plays through the lines. He don't lump it. And then, like, we're lumping it to get it forward as quick as we can. Instead of taking, you know, 10 touches to get it to the forward line, he wants it done in three and four. But yeah. he's playing through the lines, which is good to see. So he wants that forward, more forward in 10 to play. So having those extra forwards, it gives him the chance to, you know, really let them go. And then... You got time. You could bring him off the bench. You can, you know, say for the first hour we're going to kill you, run yourself into the ground, and we could change it. But yeah. he likes to be, you know, he's a forward thing. He likes to play quick and get it forward quick. So having those extra forwards is it must be great for him more than anything. But it has been, like we said, we'll talk about it later. But it has been a great window for Swindon. No, absolutely, uh, Gary. The the one big question with the for want of a better phrase, abundance of attacking talent that all of a sudden is at 
Gunning's disposal is what's going to happen to seemingly the forgotten man and, and what happens to Sade? He plays right back when 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 everyone else is available. <laughs> uh, while, while Genesini's still warming up. Yeah, because that's what he does. No, I I, I mean, I feel he, he becomes a squad player, I guess, and fills in where needed and when needed. Left back, right back, uh, up front. Um, but I always feel he was always one of the players that would drop out of the out of the eleven if we had players to go ahead of them. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, Kieran, listening to to what the guys have said, obviously our our slight concern early doors into the to the second coming of the Gunning era, if you like. Um, is is our midfield? Are you considering that an area you could possibly exploit tomorrow? It's an area that we openly try to exploit for ninety percent of the time. It's a it's a position of the field where we've got quite physical midfielders, and I, I think the way Graham Copper likes to play for the most part, anyway, there's this varies every uh, every uh, now and again or so, but for the most part. We don't play out the back. We'll push you in the midfield, try and win it on in the midfield, and we'll uh, break you on transitions. So to be able to do that, of course, you're going to need physical midfielders. You're going to need strong midfielders. And to, to hear that you're worried about your kind of midfield availability or the qualities or where they play necessarily or how they play, it, it brings me a lot more optimism because we got a set free midfielders for the most part in a Charlie Morris and then Will Dig. You've got Scott Bennett, who every now and again kind of drives up to almost create this this diamond midfield force. So there's a the the for the most part anyway, our game prioritizes winning the ball back in the midfield and breaking quick. And like I said, every now and again it varies because we're very quick and very capable of switching from a four-back to a five-back to a three-back. The players are really able to uh, transition well. So every now and again, we will just, you know, play the safe option, pass back to the keeper and make a, a, a high number of passing attempts towards the goal. But for the most part, like I've said, it's it's win the ball in the midfield and a breakdown from there. So... Yeah, to, to hear that you're not overly, you know, confident, uh, I suppose, uh, maybe confident isn't the correct word, but sure as to how your uh, midfield plays or the availabilities and, you know, different qualities. It's a very good sign for uh, what we play, and I'm sure we'll be able to exploit it tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Woody, um, I flashed up the comment from Ben uh, a couple of moments ago, which started gunning is the same breath of fresh air he has been every time he's taken over. And a lot of fans do do feel this way, and, and I'm certainly not one to to say that that's not the right way to feel about it, but he, he's um, he certainly managed to find a way of um, be, getting the Swindon Town PR disaster curse uh, with one or two of his comments in his pre-match, uh, especially calling fans out from the fans forum, which I thought was a very odd way of approaching... A pre-match press conference. Uh, yeah, I think he just speaks his mind. To be totally honest, I don't. Um, in some ways, I quite like that about him. It shows that we might get a bit of a, a no bullshit approach. I think it was a bit of a silly, silly comment, in my opinion. But I think 
I think that Gunning isn't the type of uh, type of gaffer who's going to say to his players, go out and do it for the fans. He's not that type of... Um, I think he knows that he's got a job to do between now and the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows if he does a good job, he'll win the fans anyway. Do you know what I mean? He'll, you know, if he's if he's winning games, he'll win the fans anyway. Um, and it and every manager will divide um, the, the 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 supporters like that. They they'll all have their, you know. We all said that one thing that we started to dislike about Flynn was kind of the repetitiveness of his interviews and the, um, you know, kind of blaming everybody else rather than um, actually looking at himself, which I believe happened at Newport for a little bit and happened at Walsall as well. Um, so. Um, yeah, I think I I can't work out if I like him or not. He, you know, I like his analysts and the way he analyzes a game, and I like his approach to football. Um, you know, and I I really I actually really liked his answer to the um, the forum about the Bradford. Um, somebody said that yeah. Bradford was shit, and he just went, "Well, that's just the status of League Two. He said, "You know, that's that's League Two. They're just League another two League is just League shit. Two. Yeah. Um, you know, and although that might seem a bit arrogant from somebody who's not got any managing credentials to their name, um, it, it, he's kind of he's straight away he's gone. We're just it's just it's just what we were playing, and at the end of the day, we all know deep down that probably three weeks ago we probably would have lost that game. <laughs> so it's um, yeah, but I think. One thing that, because where me and Arlo were sat last week, we were we were sat pretty much opposite the dugouts. But he he is good at delivering information onto the pitch as well. And um, so yeah, I think I would agree. It's a breath of fresh air because he's a little bit a little something a little bit different. I know he's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, and I know he splits. He actually splits the pod if I remember rightly when um, when we've gone when we've spoken about him. Um, yeah, what, you mean we don't all agree about something? No, no, well, no. It's well, outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> God, heaven forbid. Heaven forbid we've all heaven got our forbid. own thoughts and opinions. Um, yeah, how dare we? Um, but yeah, I just think um, he might, he'll might he be one that will protect the players a little bit, I think, as well. Um, uh, and I just, uh, yeah, he, he is a breath of fresh air because it's something different. And if he win, if he does get a win tomorrow... Um, then it may be starting to prove that last those three games last was it three games last season um, yeah. they weren't such a fluke. You know what? Maybe he generally does know what he's talking about. And it, what would make me laugh? I bet you that who's the Dorkin manager, Mark Wright, uh, Mark White. Sorry, I bet you he's fucking loving Gavin Gunning, isn't he? Because obviously Gav's not got his UA for A um, pro license or whatever it is, and we know what Mark White's thoughts are on on having your coaching badges in the football league. So I can guarantee you, he's probably absolutely loving what Gav Gunning's doing at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's um, it, yeah. I mean, we all want him to do well, don't we? Regardless of whether you like him or not, oh, we want course. him to do well because we want Swindon to do well. Well, obviously Kieran doesn't because um, he's too busy wanting Wrexham to do well. But the it's it's kind of I just think. Yeah, fair enough. I do think he'll need some help. Um, I do. I would like to see him bring in, or see the club bring in somebody to to assist him. Um, that you know, I, I think we don't want to. If it goes sour, I don't know. Maybe it's a personal thing. I just don't want Mildy to be brought down into. If it goes south, no. I don't want Mildy to be dragged into that because the we. I would like Mildy to retire on a good note. To be fair, when he does eventually retire, I swear he's only thirty-five. <laughs> but yeah, so. No, no, absolutely. Um, so I, I suppose that the question then becomes on on whether we all genuinely believe that, well, as, as Knight and King said, Gav has the luck of the Irish. Will that luck 
continue tomorrow. Um, let, let's go around and get a couple of predictions on the game itself. Gary, I'll start with you, if I may. Oh, God. I was hoping you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> God, do you know what? I, don't, I really don't know tomorrow. It could go anywhere, couldn't it? Well, yes, that's generally how football goes. How football goes, yeah, I know. It could be a win. <laughs> it could be a defeat. Who knows? Um, you could uh, win, you could lose, or if you don't do either of those, you might draw. True. Uh, I'm going to go 3-1 Swindon. Oh, that was ironic timing, just as Lawrence put it in the uh, in the chat as well. 3-1 uh, Swindon. Uh, Nick V. I'm going to go 2-1 Swindon. 2-1 Swindon. Uh, Woody, the positive? Um, I would have changed my mind this week. I have changed my mind this week. And I'm sorry, Kieran. I do think we will cancel you out. I think I I, I think this defense is confident. So I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna go two nil. I'll go a shy two nil. Two nil. Jeff goal then. No, no, Jeff got goal. No, and normally that's not like me, is it, Gaz? And normally I'll be like, oh yeah, <laughs> Jeff got's definitely gonna score. But then I remember what type of pony he is. So unless um, <laughs> I'm joking. Unless you um, get a penalty, unless you get a penalty, which he'll miss, he'll he'll miss. score the rebound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nick. Um, I'd already had three-one in my mind prior to all all the signings and everything going on, so so I'll, I'll probably have to stick to that. So, uh, yeah, I, I I can I'd be surprised if we keep a clean sheet for two games in a row, which is the reason I'm going three-one. Um, but it could, uh, like Gary said, you know, it, it could be absolute carnage out there, but I'll stick with 3 1. Uh, just before I ask Kieran for his, uh, I don't know if you've spotted what's appeared in the chat. Uh, we, we've had our first ever anonymous question. This isn't for any of the panel, just for any female viewers watching. Uh, but of course, ma male viewers can equally find have the same reaction. Uh, if any other fans find Gav Gunning a bit lush, he's literally, he's literally the nicest guy and pretty good to look at. No, it's anonymous. Joe. We do, no, no it, it's not. It's not. Uh, Kieran, Damn. what are you thinking for tomorrow? I, in the same way that Nick has had 3-1 in his mind, I've had 4-1 my mind the whole time. and uh, We won't be able no, no, far <laughs> from. Flip that from what you thought. But admittedly, what football fan would I be if I didn't back my team to win every game? So obviously, I'm going. One of to... us. Good point. Good point. We've we've kept clean sheet in our past two league games. So for all we know, this could end nil nil. But I cannot see that happening. You've got about. 50 million attackers, you could field probably the entire stadium of Rodney Parade with just your strike force alone. <laughs> and and I generally think the um, the signing we've made and kind of the momentum we've got ever since the uh, ever since the beginning of the year, admittedly, I think it'll get us over the line. You keep talking about, you know, solid defence, but I'll be the one to say it, it's Bradford, and I understand that we lost to them comfortably, but they're very hit or miss 
for the, for the most part in terms of it. Like they came to our place and absolutely destroyed us at the start of the season. So with them, realistically, you don't know what you're going to get. And I think in terms of Newport, in terms of us, for the most part, you know what you're going to get. And it's, for the most part, attacking football that might not compensate too well at the back. So, you know, I could, I'm saying 4 1 because I think we'll score first and then second. We'll almost repeat what we did against Doncaster in where we score early and uh, kind of kill the game off there. But I think the, the, the form of football we play doesn't really credit clean sheets too much. So I can't see us keeping one, uh, even though we kept two on the bounce. But yeah, I, I think we'll continue the good form we've had at the start of the year. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with 4-1 as I have been the whole week. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that we will make it back-to-back clean sheets and I'm going to go for a 2-0 win because the optimism is just flowing back uh, to me as well. Uh, before we move on, does anyone else want to comment anything specific on tomorrow's game? Why is it not an eye folly? Um, probably because international games aren't allowed to be. It's, nearly it's, kick-off. Rear. it's an early kickoff, though, isn't it? Isn't yeah. What what time is the you know that isn't it? Doesn't that uh? What time is kickoff? No, not kickoff. Well, kick-off. Well, no, well, but, you know the um. The streaming blackout thing. Doesn't it start from half two? Uh, so that wouldn't there. that wouldn't really merit why this game is not I follow. But I don't know. Are, are they just neglecting? Perhaps they assume that the average attendances of Swindon and Newport, every fan would just be there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, maybe. I mean, you know, in recent games we've had all of a sudden 6,000 extra Newport fans exist, just kind of pop into existence. Uh, you know, there's, there's a chance we'll have an extra, you know, four or 5,000 Newport fans just appear. The one thing I do want to say, I don't want to forget and let people down, is, of course, this weekend is Green Football Weekend as well. We had Chris on the other week who was promoting it from a Swindon perspective. I know I asked him to get in touch with you about it from a, a Newport perspective as well, Kieran. Uh, and, and Chris has been very busy popping up on every sort of STFC content available in the last couple of weeks promoting it. Uh, we've been sharing lots of social media stuff about it as well. So if you can get involved, please do get involved. And, uh, you know, it, it is a worthy cause and hopefully... Um, everyone will get something out of it. So, yes, don't forget, it is the start of Green Football Weekend this weekend as well. Um, Kieran, you know the drill. Uh, Once we discuss the game, the the opposition fan is free to disappear if they want to. And a young man like yourself probably has much better things to do than spend their Friday night with us. But then equally, I remember how much you enjoy (laughs) listening to us argue, bitch and moan about stuff. So you're more than welcome to stay as well. Isn't that half the purpose of this show, arguing, bitching and moaning? So I think I'll get a front-run feed of this. When we were were discussing the name, it was either Fools Rush rush In or Argue, Bitch and Moan. So uh, we decided (laughs) Fools Rush In was better. Yeah, I think you might need to get on the the switch of that name real soon. Uh, (laughs) I'll I'll enjoy the front-row seat. I quite enjoyed it last time. (laughs) Uh, let's. Um, we will move on to deadline day and the window as a whole next. Um, I will just cover 
the notices um, to make sure everyone gets their uh, their minute in the spotlight, so to speak. Again, huge congratulations to Swindon Town Youth, um, Swindon Town Academy, who have qualified for the quarterfinals of the FA Youth Cup tonight, a 2-1 win away at Sunderland. Um, I've been sent uh, a clarification. Some people are asking what the stoppage was in the first half, and it was the Tannoy announcement about remarks being made from the stands by supporters and that it would not be tolerated. We understand that's the case, and that was why the stoppage was. But not to overshadow the game, Cracking result for Swindon Town, and it means either Burnley or Bristol City away in the quarter finals. Huge congratulations again to Swindon Town Academy. Um, going around the grounds, um, Woody, I'll come to you last on this bit, um, but I know you're away to Stockwood Wanderers if I did my own research for a change properly. Um, Swindon Town women are away at Celsea. This is their rescheduled game from a few weeks ago. Uh, Highworth, they're at home to Wantage, which, in essence, if we're saying that Swindon Newport is something of a derby, surely we could claim Highworth Wantage is a derby. And uh, Swindon Supermarine, they are also at home tomorrow to AFC Tottenham. Um, Woody, no game last weekend, so everyone fresh, fit, and ready to go for this weekend? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um... I've actually had to drop players, unfortunately, this week as well. So too um, much availability. Too much, exactly. Too much availability. I don't like using the word drop. Actually, that's a bit harsh. But um, yeah, we're um, yeah we're yeah one of our games in hand as well because Paul aren't playing this weekend. So you know, very very important. I mean, every game's important between well, every game's important, but definitely between now and the end of the season. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one because Stockwood are. You know they've had some interesting results. I know we knocked them out of the FA Cup um, back in October, um, quite convincingly. But um, it wasn't for the shy of the performance. You know we we were we put we I think we had seven shots on goal and scored seven goals. <laughs> you know so um, they definitely had a lot more. But um, so yeah, it's but the girls know what's on. The the we, we have to win. Um, we've got a very big mountain to climb, in my opinion, at the moment. Um, I think I've averaged that we need to have a goal difference of plus six in every game um, to give us to give us a bit of a um, to give us a nice goal difference buffer. Um, to it's catch a good up job you play. like to play gunning ball, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but the problem is every time I set up to play a gunning ball, we only score two goals, and then when <laughs> I set up defensively, we normally get six or seven. Um, so it's. Um, um, but yeah, no, we've had, like I say, but the advantage of it is um, I don't have any injuries at the moment, I don't think so. Um, well, I've got one, but obviously that's, that's season long, so she hasn't played anyway. Um, but the, um, yeah, so we can go out with a full strength squad, um, hopefully. Um, yeah, so we just have to wait and see. Um, it's uh, It should be an interesting, interesting game. And then we've got like four home games on the bounce, which is which is going to be good. You have indeed, one of which, we haven't decided which one, we think we have an idea, but one of which uh, is getting the full FRI treatment if everything goes to plan, which I know you're very excited for if if we even pull off half of what's been discussed in the chats. Yeah. Uh, good luck, of course, to all of our featured sides, um, Swindon Town Women, Bassett Women, Highworth and Swindon Supermarine for their games this weekend. Um so yesterday was was a bit weird, wasn't it? it? You know, we all 
woke up excited at the prospect of what a club could do when they're not allowed to spend any money. Um, and for the best part of, I don't know, 14 hours, absolutely nothing happened. And then for 28 minutes, it was the most exciting part of the season. Um, there's only one real place to start. Um, and that is the return, uh, uh, as, as some people seem to have sort of christened him on social media, the return of the Messiah. I don't think it needs quite that uh, that level of excitement. But um, uh, Nick V, let me start with you. What was your reaction when you saw that Harry McCurdy was once again going to be donning a Swindon shirt? Uh, if he could produce what he did for Swindon before, then yeah, great. But let's be honest, no, this is no disrespect to Harry McCreary. He had a great time at Swindon. He's been no wherever else he's been, it hasn't been brilliant for him. Only at Swindon. So, <laughs> yeah, and then he was the main man, but Charlie Austin really is the main man now, the main striker now. <laughs> you know, how's that how's that dynamic gonna work with Charlie Austin? You think with the experience, it's you know, Charlie should probably make him even better. But mm-hmm. who who knows how it's gonna work? But the greatest thing really for Gavin, he's got other options here now. Then, like before, we're desperate thinking who, who's going to be fit to, to play. Now he's got so many options. It, you know, it might it might work together. It might not work together. But yeah, exciting to have him back. It'll get it will give a lift to the crowd because you know he was a massive fan's favourite. Because I yep. said before, I know Nick used to say this. He's our shit house, and he? he used to be a pain in the ass to play against because he'd blow yeah. people up. So for Swindon fans, he was great entertainment. Yeah, you love that. He was a character. You love that about him. So, but that's all. Yeah, great to have him back. The eagle-eyed viewer amongst you will have noticed that Ben has snuck into screen. Good evening, sir. Uh, your dad was very busy in the chat for the first hour of the show. Uh, nice <laughs> yeah, to see was... you've made it on after work, though. Yeah, he was letting me know what was going on. So yeah, it's all good. He's gone to bed now, so uh, I can take over. Jason's very excited. He's been excited all day that you'd be on. He's expecting a ranty, ravey, sweary Ben today. I don't know where he's got that from. I wasn't that ranty or ravey and sweary. I was one of the. I was sat the front row in the uh, at the night. I wasn't one of them at the back. <laughs> um, we're, we're, you've come on at the perfect time. So we're just discussing the uh, transfer window and deadline day in particular. Um, Harry McCurdy signing. It, it's a. I think the word that was used possibly by Woody in the group chat is, is as signings go, it is a statement signing, isn't it, Ben? Oh, we've round. Oh, yeah. What was that again, Fifey? McCurdy, statement signing, question mark. Um, yeah, it is a statement signing, uh, statement signing I think. Um, it's something that the, the fans can get a little bit excited of. Um, we're still playing the full 3-3 that suited him. And I think we're going to play a brand of football that will fit his game. You know, as long as we give him the ball in good areas, he'll create chances. Um, obviously, he's going to take a week or two um, to get match fit right. He's not started the game for a Bernie in this season. He's only had two sort of substitute cameos since his heart hop. Um, so I'm not expecting him to start the next couple of weeks, to be fair. But, you know, 10, 15 minutes um, to be lobbed on on both games, I'd imagine. And um, yeah, but, but he, he 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 will bring an energy. Uh, he will bring an intensity, and he'll bring a noise with it as well. And he'll also bring a certain amount of fear, which could work out for the other players around him. As he'll use up a lot of energy and a lot of concentration on defenders, keeping an arm with Curdy. And we've got so many striking options now, so we can change it about. 
And we're so quick. Uh, one thing I've noticed about the older signings, they're all quick. Um, so I think it, Good, because one promises, of the things we've known about the like, most this season is how slow and ponderous we are. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's one thing Gunning, Gunning has done is made sure we've got a load of pace in there. So potentially, you know, we don't know yet, potentially it could be quite exciting. Gary, Ben does make one fantastic point, which is something I've been concerned about. Um, when you're a returning player that the fans have so much admiration for, there comes a certain level of pressure and expectation. Now, we don't know just kind of what condition he's coming back in. So, you know, it's not as if I'm expecting him to go straight in the lineup tomorrow, play 90 minutes and bag a hat trick. Yeah. I, I think in terms of the signing, I think it was a it was a statement signing. It was a very surprise signing because I don't think any of us called it or said it until an hour or so before transfer window started to sort of rear its end. Um and it came out of nowhere and it rumored and snowboard and, and then suddenly he, he, he appears. Um, so in that sense, it was a massive surprise. Good statement signing. Um, but yeah, we don't know what his health condition's like. We all know he's had this this heart operation not that long ago. Um, so I think personally, it's going to work for both parties. Um, he comes into us. He becomes a bit of a bit of a, a statement sign. Becomes a bit of the icon. Come back. He hopefully gets us a few goals. But he'll also probably come off the bench and will look to get fit um, and move move back up to, up to Scotland or wherever he goes next and uh, hopefully in a better state when he comes to us. Sorry, uh, I hate to sort of live produce this stuff, but is someone tapping or banging something? I'm getting a real interference coming down the uh, coming down the headphones. Um, they're playing with the can. Right, yes, Ben. Ben, ben, ben comes in an hour late and then just starts... Pissing about with the audio quality. Um, Sorry. If you'll forgive me, Woody, um, I'm, I try and keep these conversations as balanced as I can. So I'm going to throw this one to you, uh, knowing that you were quite, you know, as pretty much everyone is, very happy or quite happy with the addition of McCurdy. What, the, the sort of cynical side in me says... Given the, the the berating on social media, given the berating that we'll talk about at the fans forum, um, it, it's just kind of that this is a signing to try and appease the fans because we've brought in plenty of potential other quality players, but now all the focus is going to be on McCurdy and it's the one that gets the fans excited because we know what he's capable of. Even though, if we talk about what me and Gary were just discussing, he might not be playing 60, 90 minutes for a while yet. Yeah, I think, I mean, most, I don't know, probably most football fans, but definitely Swindon fans, we do just love to see, we, you know, we love to see a player that's performed well for us in the past return, don't we? And I think, um, I, I agree with what Nick said in terms of, you know, we don't know what McCurdy we're going to get. Um, I think, you know, I said in the chat that I feel that the other two players we signed are probably better business, actually. Um, but I think when you th when you put yourself in Hib's shoes, they need him to come down and get match fit. Um, so what better to send into a club that he knows um, to send into a, a team that he's obviously going to be a bit low in confidence as well with this lack of fitness as well. I don't know. He doesn't strike me as a player yeah, who but, lacks confidence. Oh no, yeah, but I think I think every player, you know, they put on a front. I mean, we saw McCurdy when he did some of those interviews, and he just shied away, didn't he? So I think. 
Um, don't get me wrong. If we get the McCurdy that left us, and but I don't think we will. But we will. He'll still be a player to be reckoned with. You know, it's still he's still going to be above a League Two level. You know, once he's had a couple of games in him. Um, and I think that I think that's probably what Hibbs's plan was a little bit in some ways in terms of like we need to send him somewhere to get fit. Um, they put you know he knows the area. He knows still so knows some of the players. Um, they probably forgot that Jack Payne's not here anymore. Um, but it's um, yeah, and you know, I don't. It's a difficult one because I kind of want to say well done to um, I've forgotten his name, Jamie head Russell, of, head of football. Yeah, Jamie Russell. I want to say it's kind of good business because he's obviously found out and latched on to the fact that they were going to send him out on loan. Um, they were planning to send him out, and they wouldn't have sent him to another Scottish club, I don't think. Um, and obviously, Chelsea must have a few home games coming up, so he wanted to be just down the road, didn't he? So, Clem did oversee that one then. Well, I don't know, you know what? It, it's difficult, you could be right, Sorry. you know, it could be like you know, there's rumors obviously that Clem saw brought Charlie Austin back in, you know, but um, I I'm struggling to believe that side of it a little bit now. I generally think that Jamie Russell's worked a bit of magic here, to be honest. Uh, but like I say, the, if, if it was McCurdy on his own, if that was the only signing we had made, I actually probably wouldn't be too excited. Um, but it's the fact that we've got, we bought, obviously we've bought, already bought in Glatzel. Um, yeah. We have bought in the lad from Sweden. Um, yeah. uh, you know, not, not so, one of you have attempted to pronounce it yet, by the I've way. Forgotten, I've forgotten his name, isn't it? Al- I believe, Al- I, and Al- I'll, Al- I'll happily get shot down for it. I believe it's Albazadi. Albazadi, yes. yeah. Um, Albazadi, let me still try. So, we've obviously brought him in, and then we've got Drennan, which I think is a great bit of business, by the way. And we'll probably talk about that later. We I thought that was a fantastic bit of business. Um, so McCurdy, we're not going to need him for 90 minutes to play to give us a performance for 90 minutes because um, for the first couple of games, just stick him on for half an hour at the end. Like um, I think Nick was saying earlier, in terms of we could play players now for 60 minutes at full throttle and just change it for the last half hour. Because he's on loan and you were saying about him wanting, they want him to get game time. Would something be in his contract that he's got to play? Yeah, but they won't play him straight. I don't think there'll be there'll there'll be an expectation. I'm sure there will be, but I don't think I would, they sorry, won't expect sorry. him to play ninety minutes tomorrow. For example, the guy's yeah. not even trained with us yet. <laughs> so um... I would also say that I mean, potentially you could exclude Swindon Town from the statement, but I think most professional football clubs um, would look at a situation like he's been through in the last year when you consider his yeah. operations and stuff. And they would want it gradual. I don't think Hibbs want him overexerting himself. For, bear in mind, these games are going on for 95, 98 minutes now, 100 plus yeah. minutes. They don't want him doing that straight away. I think they will want him to build up to prove he's he's still got it in him. Yeah. And if he's doing it in League Two, it's, you know, it's a better, it's a good level for him to do that at. Um, yeah. Um, I know we have our opinions on the Scottish Premiership, but... I'm a fan. Let's, let's, let's be honest, it probably is better than League Two, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, oh, Nick, uh, I, I just want to paint a little scenario for you, uh, and let me know what you think to this. An informed Charlie Austin being partnered with a, a fit and got his swagger back, Harry McCurdy. Could that be a joy to watch the second half of the season? Oh, you would think so. Um, let me ask you it the other way. 
the character of Charlie Austin and the character of Harry McCurdy, could it be fun for the fans to watch for the second half of the season? I, I, I don't know about on the pitch, but I think it'll be fun off the pitch and you can see the dynamics in the changing room. Um, but like, I bet we don't I, I get much like... behind-the-scenes camera work then. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, there'll be a, there might be a locking of horns. The old stags will be out, so... Uh, we yeah it'll be in, it, god it would be interesting i um i bet they don't have that in the uh the um kit men have a pair of them for an interview that that would be good um yeah i mean like everybody said i mean McCurdy is is box office you know 100% but he's not going to play 90 minutes um for quite a while because they've got to ease him in, as, as Woody has said, and everybody else is aware, because of his fitness issues. He, it's going to take a while. So from that point of view, I think that's really good, actually, because um, any, I don't know how many we've got, any sensible Swindon fan isn't going to expect <laughs> the Harry McCurdy that we had last time, because it, it's not going to be like that. And, he, and he's coming into a team and you know, like Woody said, with the other signings we've made, and Gratz or this Drenan, which I didn't really know anything about, but I gather he scored a couple of goals against us when we got stuff four-one at Orient. So, yeah. for all accounts, he's a decent player. Well, um, no, if you can't, yeah. just because he scores against us doesn't make him decent. No, I did say by all accounts. <laughs> um, part of that, McGurk is highly rated at Leeds. I can't um, wait to talk about him in a minute. Elvis, yeah. Albazidi again. Yes, yeah, you're getting good reports on him. So we we've got a number of players um, that are at, at a similar level by the look of it. Until they're on the pitch, obviously you don't know. Uh, so you know, I, I would say with Harry, he will get a lot of slack from the fans um, because of what he's done in the past. It's not as though he's going to be coming in and be the number one. And, and everybody expect him to rip the league up and score two or three goals every game. So he's got that bit of luxury. And, and you know, that, Although, that's, that's good for him. On that specifically, Nick, if he was to come off the bench tomorrow and get two or three goals, I'd be absolutely buzzing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just people would be creaming it, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I might need a personal moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah, who knows? It is, um, I, I'll tell you the thing that worries me, and, and I, I don't really want to say it. But <laughs> when he goes 12 games without a goal. No, we haven't had a player sent off yet. Oh, don't. Oh, Nick. <laughs> he's, he's getting sent off tomorrow now. It's going to happen. Um, off the bench, off the pitch. I just want to clarify, if he scores two or three tomorrow, I'm going to need a cold, dark, quiet corner to cry in. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a cold corner. Anyway, corner I'm, I'm also looking forward to somebody running on the pitch with uh, everything out. But apparently that, <laughs> that uh, text got deleted. <laughs> So, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If you say it, do it. You know, don't bloody say it if you ain't going to do it. What's up with you? There's a few people who promised to get their arse out if it happened. I, I do not want to see. There was, okay. more, there was more than an arse offered and, and it wasn't followed through. No. Um, but there poor, we go. Very, very I, I do poor. have I do have Ready a couple of other warriors. things. I don't I don't want to I don't want this particular episode just to become the McCurdy show, but I do have a couple of other um 
just a couple of other follow-up questions on that. Before I do, Kieran, as as a as the opposition that may well see his second debut and, and so like, um, obviously for anyone who was following the lower league look last night, they, they heard your reaction as it was happening. But as an opposition fan, not great coming up against your team, I imagine, but having a character like Harry McCurdy coming back to League Two, does it excite those outside of Swindon? It's got to excite those out of Swindon. Like, I only ever tweet about Newport, and I saw the, of course, we all saw the Harry McCurdy tweet. It was about to be announced, and, you know, the text was, is there something about this one player returning? And I retweeted it, and, like, I saw countless Newport fans follow along with it because very similar to our relationship Box with Ted Ellison in terms of a uh, personality. So uh, he, he's a fantastic, you know, personality to have and he's entertaining to watch. But, you know, from, tom- from tomorrow at about 4pm onwards, I'll be very happy to see him back in League Two and uh, seeing all the antics he gets up to. And, you know, for your sake after tomorrow about 4 p.m., <laughs> then, you know, I'll hope he does well. But, yeah, he, he's a character, isn't he? So you always like to at least have one character of that uh, of that stature in uh, League Two. We had Kevin Ellison for a good while. You've now got McCurdy and Charlie Austin, and, you know, that's a, uh, that's a, that's a soap in itself. That's <laughs> the new version of Coronation Street, just those two. Anybody else got it that Kev Ellison won't be playing against Harry? Yeah, McCurdy? I was going to say, who remembers the, <laughs> the online he spat he had with Ellison of the Harry Potter jib yeah. calling yeah, him Voldemort? He plays in Liverpool now. He plays for, like, I, I don't remember, it's, it's called, like, the City of Liverpool or something, but he's mostly kind of a coach now. But he's still kicking about in non-league, so, you know, it, it's good to see that he's still not quite done with football yet, and... For the sake of personalities, I'd absolutely love him back. Oh, he, uh, that, that that was sketch he did of after McCurdy's penalty miss against um, yeah, Paul Vale yeah. when he caught the ball in his living room. And it's <laughs> Larry, I've got your ball, mate. So something like that. Yeah, it's quite funny. I love yeah, the band. They probably uh, are good mates. To be quite. It's fair. what it's what you need in League Two, isn't it? You know, it's not pretty football all the time, but it's also not you know, paired with the perfect not, personality. Yeah, it's not boring and robotic, is it, League Two? Exactly. We're coming um, to our coach, it's shite football. <laughs> shite, <laughs> which I'm not going to disagree with. To be um, fair, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a moment to potentially alienate myself and, and put myself forward for shooting from our own fan base uh, and controversially say... As exciting as signing Harry McCurdy may have been last night, there is a section of our fan base that fucking ruined it today. I mean, I, I described it in the intro to this this bit as some people have likened it to the the return of the Messiah. There was there was tweets going out like slating our own fans, like you're not you're not moaning anymore, and it's like. What is yeah. this shit? Why can't we just be happy? Why do we have to do shit to ruin it for ourselves? Like I could, I could accept it if, say, a Newport fan was was bleating on at us about how excited we are, or say someone in Liam's position was saying, "Lads, this is a bit cringe, isn't it?" But when you've got your own fucking fan base ripping your own fan base, 
and and making out like fucking Jesus Christ himself has signed. It's like, lads, come on. And lasses, not just lads, lasses as well. You're all equally fucking guilty of ruining the signing of Harry McCurdy before he's even kicked the ball. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, I'm happy if people are happy, but don't start taking shots at your own fans for being happy. And don't start taking shots at your own fans if they could be happy that we've signed Harry McCurdy, but still not happy about all the other shit that's still going on, remember? Signing yeah. Harry McCurdy doesn't change everything else that's happened. Correct. <laughs> Woody's got notes. <laughs> Woody's prepared notes for tonight. It, it just shows how divided this fan base is at the moment, doesn't it? Honestly, there I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like call individual people out uh, whether they watch this or not and they'll know it's them. I, I'm not really that bothered. Um, but ultimately that there has been some fucking shit on, on today on social media. And honestly, it's 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 genuinely ruined the signing of Harry McCurdy before he's even kicked a ball because it's 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 just utter shite. It, it's been as shite as the football in League Two, as Gav Gunning would say. Uh, honestly. So, uh, some of our fans, I love our fans dearly, but some of our fans are fucking morons. <laughs> um, let's move on. And I would <laughs> I would like to discuss a number of these signings, obviously. Uh, ben, the first thing, I think nearly half past 10 on a Friday night <laughs> is the time to give the viewers exactly what they want. Can you please name the lad that was signed from Sweden? Uh, Zach. Elbow Zaddy. Elbow Zaddy. Elbow Zaddy. Elbow Zaddy. Elbow Zaddy. I believe it's Elbow Zaddy, yeah. Elbow Zaddy. That'll do. I'll call him Zaddy for the one people. Zach. 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 Because what I'll be shouting in the stands. Go on, Zach. Go on, Zach. Go on, Zach. Oh, Ella. He's going to be wondering are they referred to me or is there someone on the pitch called Zach? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There has been a number of additions uh, and we will talk about them all. Um, The one I would like to really discuss, if I just bring that list up, first and foremost, we were talking about that minus one, minus two that we were up for so long. We have actually ended up plus two. I will come on later in this segment to discuss the fact that there was probably definitely one, if not two positions we really needed to strengthen. And we haven't actually strengthened those positions. We've just strengthened everything else. Um, I thought, nah, forget that. Um, But the one I'd like to talk about, and and feel free, anyone who wants to jump in on this, I'm very, very excited about the signing of McGurk. I'm seeing nothing but positive feedback. I've had a couple of Leeds fans I know message me and saying, mate, he is going to be a great signing. If he develops the way he has been, you have got one hell of a player there. Um, It's not often someone I don't know, like I've not heard of before, excites me to the level that he has in terms of the instant reaction from those away from Swindon Town. It's interesting. I've I've never heard of this lad at all. I've not seen his name anywhere. I don't think I've ever seen him play anywhere. But like you say, I've seen some of Leeds comments from Leeds fans saying, why have we let this lad go? Why is he going to lead to Swindon? What are we doing? This lad seems to be, in their eyes, uh, we'll, we'll wait to see if it's been proven or not, but they seem to think this lad can go somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got a tweet, uh, a DM, uh, by a Lincoln fan, uh, Jake Tong, and his his first one was, fucking hell, how have you pulled that one off? 
And I was like, what? And he was on about my gut. And it's like, why? It's just like, we were trying to get him on loan. And it's like, we, you know, we were trying hard. He's amazing. And like, we've just bought him and gone for free. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, that's an unbelievable signing, mate. Honestly, he'll rip it up. He's so good. And I was like, I'd never heard of him before. And then you, as you say, you're back. And first thing you do is you type his name into uh, the, the the thing. And the one thing Twitter is good is you read what other fans' opinions of that player is as soon as you sign someone. And all of it is like, what the fuck have we just done? Why are we giving on our best youth player? Why, why is this player leaving us for Swindon? And it's like, it's not even a fucking loan. Where has he gone? Why have we charged like X amount of millions? And it's just reams and reams of that. And I was like, oh, back to good one. Yeah. Apparently, he can play wing or number 10, so he may well be a sort of a uh, replacement for old Kempe, but we'll see. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason, I flashed up the comment there saying, Fife, you have a look at his vids on YouTube, McGurk's quality. Yeah, I have looked, and, and he does look a player. I'm always wary of a YouTube video. Um, yes, we, you know, we, we Swindon have been <laughs> caught out as much as any team in the past on signing players on YouTube videos. Because anyone who's half good at editing a YouTube video, this is why we don't edit our live streams, because I can't do it. But if I could edit it, we would look a fucking amazing podcast at times. But yeah. It'd be boring, though. <laughs> yeah, it'd be boring, but we would look amazing. But we'd look um, professional. Yeah, we would. We would. But I, I prefer it live <laughs> and raw, uh, like we do it, Nick. Um, shite. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, McGurk of of the name of the players that we signed excites me. Woody, I know you mentioned him earlier. Do you want to talk about Drynan for a bit? Yeah, and I think the reason I said it was a, a clever signing. Now I know he's not he's not a one goal every uh, he's not a goal every two game striker, but um, importantly, we've got to re- realize as as a fan base, we weren't going to get an ultra prolific goal scorer. He was willing to be a backup to Charlie Austin. Yeah. Um, so this is, but he's a player, in my opinion, who will be a very good backup to Charlie Austin. I think he's gonna he's gonna offer us quite a bit. Um, you know, he has scored he has scored a few goals, so he does know yeah, where the he knows is. how to score. He is he is an out and out striker as well. So you know, something that we don't really have, with the exception of the under eighteens. Um, so, but he, um, yeah, so. It's. Um, I just think it's. I think it's a good, a good bit of business to be able to get a striker over the line when we have so many forwards, and that striker will come in knowing. Although I'm not sure, was it him and his? I know it was McGurk that spoke about first team football. I think in his interview, um, but you know, it's. I just think it's a clever signing, a decent player, decent quality, yeah. and a player that I would have full full confidence in if. Charlie Austin gives us 60 minutes and that magic 30 minutes at the end, um, Drennan's come on. And when it gets those midweek games, you know, kind of those, I think we've got a couple of Tuesday night games coming uh, soon, haven't we? So yeah. when it gets to those games where we might be able to start him, it's just nice to have the a good quality striker in backup as well, you know, so, and that's, that's why I thought it was a really good, good sign. Yeah. Uh, and I, I put, again, in our WhatsApp chat when we were all kind of, just calming down after the window had shut. I said that I'd been I'd been watching again a couple of videos and stuff, trying to trying to find out a little bit about him. And I said, sort of silhouette wise, he reminds me a lot of Charlie Austin. Yeah, yeah, he's got that build, isn't he? And he's got a striker's build, you know, kind of the a little bit of the old fashioned kind of fox in the box type type build. Um, 
you know, not a player that we're going to want to be tracking back into midfield. And and this is, you know, this is the importance of the wingers that we've signed as well, um, or inside forwards, whichever way you want to use them. Um, it, they will do a lot of the running. The likes of McCurdy, when he's fit, will do a lot of the running, which means that he can literally just be a striker. Him and Charlie can now... I know Charlie will have the natural instinct. I think I don't think he's always told to do that. I think he just has an instinct that he wants to do more for the team. Yeah. And that's why he drops in quite a lot. Um I mean he was he was playing right back at one point in the, against Bradford. Um so it's um but yeah I just think that it's it's the build. It's a player that we know can score goals but a player that we know is not going to break our bank um because that's the worst thing you can do is bring in a player on high wages and then sit him on the bench for for the rest of the season so yeah. i just i just think fair play and you know we're going to probably talk about we will talk about the forum later um but you know one thing that it it has done is kind of reignited me wanting to you know wanting the team to do well getting behind the team now and i think jason summed it up brilliantly you know kind of get behind the team even if you're against a regime type thing yeah. and yeah. you know we're going yeah. to talk about the forum later but the transfers we've made, I've got, I've got to say fair play, Jamie Russell. And if Clem's had an involvement in that, then yep, yeah, fair play to you as well. Now, I'm not I'm not stupid. Obviously, we can't make any transfers. So what we would have had in a transfer budget, we've transferred over to a wages budget, which means we can, you know, buy out wages and stuff like that. And it's it, but it's clever business. It takes it takes a clever person to to work that out and work those those deals in. Um, so Jamie, you know, I'll have to say, Jamie, fair play. You've you've done your work. So well done. Can I just say, do you think now it's great that we got all this attacking promising, and like Gavin now, he's got the job for six months, and he's going to want to. He wants a job, of course he would. Anyone would, but now the pressure's on him a little bit because every forward's going to want to start. So mm. he's got to try and now keep all those forwards happy because they're all they're all going to want to start. I, think I that's I where the elected one one eight comes in, doesn't it? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I hundred, I hundred 100% agree, and I think I said a while ago that um, you know Gav's good at getting the results. We need to see whether he's good at man managing. Yeah, and this, 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 this could be a test. Well, we've got eight attacking players to go into three spots. Well, what's interesting about the point you've made there, Nick? Because I completely agree. Is I think back to to like the first little run Gav had, and and the kind of pressure game he was trying to play. I don't think he'll necessarily have an issue because I think they'll be constantly rotating those three yeah. because if yeah. he can have them, like we've been saying a couple of times in this episode, the, the press from the front for 60 minutes, then drag all three, replace them. Then those three might start the next game. You've got the next two on the bench ready to come on. They'll be constantly fresh, constantly ready yeah. to go. And, and joking, at, jo uh, partly joking, uh, and me and Woody briefly exchanged this earlier, let's not forget that RHM is uh, just one kick away from being injured. But then as Woody pointed out quite cleverly, the minute he stops starting games is the minute he stops getting injured. So maybe he's just a substitute for the rest of the season. Yeah. Also, Fife against Bradford, <clears throat> um, didn't he use all five subs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the way he's going to go, exactly what you've just said. So he's he's not afraid to pull players off and, and put fresh legs on. And with the squad we've got now, he, he's got the capability to do that. So, it, yeah, yeah it, all, that, it all looks good from that point of view. Yeah, it does. But as a player, you still want to start. You don't want to be the difference. You, you want to start. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Because let's be honest, Gavin done great before. Then suddenly this season, he was nothing to do with the first team. 
Yeah. So and I think he brought back in, now he wants his job. This is his real test because he wants the job. Because yeah. going I... first team involvement and then to be put on what loans officer, whatever that was, to suddenly now be the man again. This and he, you know, he's gonna this is more pressure on him than ever. And I, th- yeah. I think I hope he does well. I like what he says, and I really do think he's gonna do a good job. I really do with what he's got. I just hope it, I really hope it goes well for him. So I think he is. I like his style of play. I like what he's doing, but it, you know it does take. His players want to start. They don't want to be. Oh, you'll come on for the last thirty minutes. A player wants to start. You don't want to be a bench player coming on for the last thirty. But it's, yeah, you know, now, now we see his all round, not just his game day coaching, his all round coaching. Because you got to keep everybody happy. You know. And I think. I think. I think to reflect on that point a little bit though as well is this is where maybe the cleverness of the signings comes in as well because you look back at. Wellens period when we were signing players that had quite a bad injury record. You know, the players, although we've got eight players uh, in attacking roles, six of them have got a, an injury record that would raise a lot of eyebrows. And 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 one of them is 34 years old. Um, so it's, I think, I think a lot of players this season, I think will be not easy, but easier because these players are coming in. Some of them haven't played properly, you know, haven't played a good string of games. You know the McCurdy's the um, the Swedish guy. Um, I just I just forget his name. It's not like I can't pronounce Albazade. Albazade. Exactly. You know they're they're all players that have played bit parts, so they know they need to get match fit. And yes, there is only one way you're going to get match fit, and that's by playing matches. But even if you know to get match fit, even if they're kind of playing week in week out, you know like it's you know that that could still work for this season. And I think that's maybe the message that has been sold to them is that yeah we're going to sign you we're going to take you on but you've got to compete for your place and if you show one ounce of un- being unfit you're, you're you're off for the next week mm-hmm. um and, I, and and that's the bit i want to see gunning that's what i want to see from gunning he's very pally with the players and i've got no problems with that Mourinho thrived off being friends with players um you know but i i, I want to see can he make those nice dodgy decisions when harry mccurdy is not 100% is 100% fit. Is he going to be able to drop somebody who's in form, potentially in form for McCurdy, who will be our best player? Is Gunning going to have the balls to do that? And um, that's that's where his big test is going to be, I think. Um, Nick V, I don't know if you saw the news today. Obviously, a lot of talk towards the end of the window was about us only really having the one goalkeeper, Redmond Evans, has been our our um, backup goalkeeper. We had the situation at the weekend where he was playing the youth game in Cheltenham and had to get the bus back and just about made it back in time to sit on the bench for the, the home game. Obviously, he's been up in Sunderland tonight, so was never going to get to Newport tomorrow. Um, a lot of talk that Archie Matthews was going to sign. That didn't happen. Uh, Swindon of today recalled uh, Bran from Supermarine. He's, he's been playing and playing well by all accounts. He's been getting rave reviews. Uh, so he's now being recalled from from that loan where he's starting and gaining the experience to to essentially come and sit on Swindon's bench through necessity. Um, maybe to some, like from, from a Swindon Town perspective, makes perfect sense. Um, to, to some sort of locally, they would see that as maybe a bit of a shit move on on Supermarine having kept not recalling him for various times. But do you think it makes sense that he's recalled at this point to add to the match day squad? Well, yes, yes and no. Yes, because we need the cover because we've got no one else and if someone gets injured, 
That's how well, I you, well Nick keeps saying how we haven't got a player sent off, so you know Bycroft's going to get the first red of the season yeah. at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, but anyway, that, that sent off might be an injury, isn't it? If someone goes in on him and injures him, so you mm. need that backup. You know, if you like they were saying that the, the youth team goalie looks a good goalie, so for his experience, to me, I would look at if we can get the youth goalie back and we're looking at Bryn being our next step, do we then? in a couple of weeks, send Brim back out on loan and use the youth goalie on the bench. Because goalies very rare get injured and very rare get sent off. So, you know, you don't want Brit And Brin is a goalie, wants to play. So he ain't going to want to... After playing for Supermarine, and as you're saying, if he's had good reviews that he's played well this year, the last thing he wants yep. to do is come back and sit on the bench for the next yep. six months. You know, that's going to ruin it for him. He wanna, he's going to probably say, look, can I go back out on loan? Now you've got the youth goalie here or whatever sorted, can I go back out on loans? I want to play games. You know, we want to play. So, you know, it's good. You know, hopefully, he won't get injured. But, you know, we've had it with the goalie from Wilson Maloney got injured. So, yeah, we had to get this other goalie in. And, and that's what I was thinking on Saturday. I was trying to watch the game, as I say. So, I work at the moment on Saturday. So, I can't really... I, is we kept a clean sheet. And a lot of people said about you know, how good was the goalie organising it? People don't give goalies credit to me, enough credit. You know, was it that we kept a clean sheet because his organisation was good with the defence? Did he marshal that defence? So it was, you know, he had a good performance. But it's just, oh, we kept a clean sheet, defence looked strong. No one said nothing about the goalie, really. He's not got... And for me, for the last week, I, I'm a big... You know, when I coach, goalies is a massive position for me. I, I really work my goalkeepers. And... That's why I'd love to have seen it live, just to see, was he communicating well with the defence? Was he pushing them, getting them organised so it was down to him? Or was it just the defence played well and he didn't have a lot to do? But, well, for those who were at the game, can, can any of you comment on on his communication skills? I don't know. It's, it's probably hard to say sitting right, in, depending where you sit in the ground. <clears throat> but for me, his, his concentration was good because he had two saves to make for the whole game. Mm. One in the first half, but the guy, um, who was the Bradford centre forward? Um, yeah, Cook, wasn't it? Cook, innit? Yeah, he, he, he should have buried that and he, he headed it straight into his arms. So, I mean, that wasn't a great save, but he was in the right position. Yeah. But the second one, where he, he got down to his right really quick and got a strong arm on it, was absolutely phenomenal save. And, and we were right behind it where I sit. So um, from that, I think that's the hardest thing for a keeper is when you haven't got much to do and then you're called upon and, and you make the save. So, and he looked pretty assured. He come out, he caught the ball when he needed to. <clears throat> he punched it clear if he needed to. So from the little bit we saw, he, he looked sound. So, yeah, I, I've got no real worries at the moment, but we'll obviously see how it pans out. Uh, sticking with you then, OR Nick, uh, part of our transfer policy has just been, if you're Irish, you'll get a contract. Um, and, and linked into that is Elbazadi, um, who has got some fairly good reviews from other fans. And like Ben says, it's always good to see what other fans say. But the one, the one recurring word is speed. Have we signed a, a, another Alan O'Brien type player? Well, I, time would tell, wouldn't it? It's uh, <clears throat> it's all right having all the speed. We've seen numerous players, you know, over a period that are, that are fast. But 
then they run it over the byline because uh, they can't control the ball. So until we see him play five feet, who knows? But again, <clears throat> he sounds a confident guy um, from his interview. Um, you know, he says how he wants to play. That's obviously, obviously how Gav Gunning wants the team to play. And if we do that, if we break its speed and we keep the likes of Charlie Austin and, and uh, Glatzel in the box uh, to get on the end of those crosses and chances, you know, happy days. So, no, but absolutely. it's a case of t t time will tell. Um, for me, looking at that list, <clears throat> and, and we, to me, it was probably the best player on the pitch is, is Glatzel on Saturday. Yeah. He just looks a prospect. His movement is was superb. Absolutely superb. So if he can stay fit, and, and the good thing is um, we've signed players that are our own players now. You know, mm -hmm. Glatzel, Johnson, McGurk, Drynan. You know, we, how long is it since we've done that? And for all the things that we've thrown at the club, and you know, we're as critical as anybody. Is like what he said. You've you've got to say fair play. You've done a cracking job with this recruitment, um, but that doesn't mean to say that we're not going to question the other things that are happening in the club because we will, and, and other people will call it out. And whether people think <coughs> we're being unfair, that's their prerogative. Um, but in the moment. I'm going to enjoy what's happening on the pitch and, and, and I'm, I'm buzzing for it. So, yeah. you know, um, if I didn't have something organised for Saturday, I'd, I'd have been on my way down to Newport. And and up to now, I've been thinking, oh, can I be asked to even go to a home game? Um, I mean, I do because I've got a season ticket and it's like, yeah, I'll go, but, oh, you know, it ain't great, is it? But now it's like, roll on next Saturday. You know, let's get a home game in. Let's see see what the new the new Swindon is like, and hopefully, it's going to be cracking. Um, I, I think I think Earthling Ben's been a bit harsh, saying that O'Brien's possibly our worst ever player. <laughs> no, we've been, had worse. We've had worse. Definitely been worse. Um, guys, let me ask you then. I'll, I'll go around and take a kind of straw poll, uh, and then if uh, less so Kieran, but if Gary comes back, we can add him in and and ask him as well. Um, I put a thing out ahead of deadline day about how many transfers people thought we needed, etc. Now the dust has settled. Um, do you think we are weaker, about the same, or stronger than we were on December 31st when it comes to the end of February the 1st? Uh, OR, Nick, let me start with you. I think you've got to say we're about the same uh, and the reasons for that are we've we've signed on the faces of it <clears throat> some quality players mm -hmm. um we've signed some permanent players which is yep. great but we've lost two players that were on loan that have scored i don't know what the percentage is the majority of our goals yeah and and that is always going to be a miss how, uh, however you cook it so only time will tell if the players that we brought in can replace that. So from that point of view, that we've lost two main goal scorers, that's a massive negative. But for me, 
probably the balance of the team. <clears throat> and with Gav Gunning as the coach, has, has probably kept it at the same level. Okay. Uh, Woody? Um, I'm going to go slightly more left field, if that's the right term. Um, I think we are a little bit stronger. Um, I, I totally agree with Nick's points around Jake Young and um, Dan Kemp. But, and, uh, you know, obviously we need to wait and see what the newbies are like. But um, in terms of the fact that I feel we've got adequate cover all over the pitch now, um, okay. it, it, I feel we didn't have that, on the, we, even with Dan Kemp and um, Jake Young. And obviously, I would have loved for both of them to come back. I think every Swindon fan would have. Um, mm. But it's, uh, but I don't think, you know, yeah, he's not going to be there yet, but a prime McCurdy is probably going to be a little bit better than Jake Young, um, you know. And, uh, I mean, Kemp is, is just a different league, isn't he? So I think Kemp is very luxury, but, you know, I'm quite content with McGurk and um, like I say, Glatzel looks like he's going to be promising. So I'd say, and I, I think your graphic, obviously, we've recalled um, Bran, we've recalled Aguar um, as well. So I know you don't treat them as transfers, but that has boosted the squad. That's bolstered yep. the squad out quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I think um, in, in general, I think our, our squad and our first 11 will be stronger. Our um, subs bench definitely will be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, mm. I, I, I'm, I would be more confident playing Newport now than yeah. what I was on December the 31st. Okay. Yeah. Because, and that's with Dan Kemp and Jake Young, because yes, we know that on December the 31st, Dan Kemp and Jake Young might put a goal each past Newport, potentially, but yeah. Newport would then go up the other end and score four. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, so I feel a bit more confident with the, with the squad we've got at the moment. Okay. Uh, I'll ask Ben and then Nick V. And then, Kieran, I'd be interested your opinion on, on Newport's transfer window as well uh, after that. Um, ben, I'll come to you first, and I'm just going to drop off screen for a moment. Yeah, well, we've had we've had basically a summer window in the last month, haven't we? We've had nine incomings. That is an extraordinary amount of players uh, in a month. Uh, and we've lost seven, uh, and we've recorded a couple. So, it's we basic we are basically a new it's like a new season a new team and it's really hard to judge what how we're going to come up you can't absolutely say oh it's definitely better but you can't absolutely say for, for worse I totally agree with both Nick and Woody um, I think obviously um, losing players like Kemper Young in my opinion were the two best players of the first half of the season. Um, but the balance of the squad's better. It's filled out better. We've got quality players in the area. We've got players playing in their correct positions. Now, I think the whole start of the season, first half of the season, the team were crowbarred around to fit in Kemp and Young. So everyone else played out position just to support them too. Now they're gone, the team is moulded to fit the team. So it's a lot better. It looks a little bit more solid. Um, so I would say we will accumulate more points the second half of the season than we were the first because we're just a little bit better organised, though we have probably lost the two of the better players that we had in the league at the start of the season. So better, just, but it's really hard to judge because we're a new team, completely new team. And then, Kieran, I think Fifey wanted you to go through what you think of your transfer window. 
I mean, within the context of Newport's window, I don't really think we needed much. I think the main concern that Newport had was, would we keep the players that we have that are incredibly influential to how we play and that evidently have good track records? Will Evans, I'd like to say, is on 18 for the entire season, which is ridiculous in its own regard. Apparently... Shane McLaughlin was also linked to moves elsewhere. So it for us, it was a lot more of keep hold of what we've got because we've got a very, at least for the most part anyway, we've got a very solid squad. And so long as we don't go through another injury problem like we did at uh, probably about October, November-ish time, we've got enough depth in most positions. And, you know, we were talking earlier about I suppose the kind of transfers that have been brought in and all this other stuff. And, you know, I, I'd imagine you probably don't have the same kind of level of praise of Luke Jeffcott as I probably do, because I really uh, think that he's a signing that is going to realistically work. I think he was the only position where we were looking to bring in. We were looking to bring in a striker like I said earlier, who was looking to just score and realistically do nothing else. And from what I've been told by a lot of uh, fans of Plymouth or whether it be Swindon or whether it be St. Johnson, it's literally that is what he does. Uh, it, he's perfect in that regard. We we were kind of hoping, I suppose, or maybe it was a, a bit of naivety and just wanting to take part in the window, so to speak or wanted to take part in deadline day, rather. An extra centre-back would have been quite nice because we've got kind of options to get injured every now and again, and we don't want to have to kind of rely on one or two because, you know, I was talking earlier that we switched from a three-back to a five-back to a four-back during games, and at times it looks like we're kind of playing players that don't really realistically suit their role. So we're kind of hoping for that just to kind of ease pressure off of other players. And then some of us wanted a creative midfielder just to be able to, I suppose, add that extra bit of reinforcement to, behind what we hope Jeff Cott will do. But mm. yeah, in terms of our window, it was literally keep hold of the players we've got. Uh, I don't know what we're doing in terms of contract extensions and stuff. There's rumours that Will Evans has another year, like additional extension in his contract. His contract's up until the summer, up in the summer. So it'll be absolutely gutting to lose him. Apparently, we had offers come in for him, but they weren't at a level where, you know, we couldn't say no kind of thing, especially under the new ownership. We have a lot more uh, openness to be able to say no to transfer offers unless they're stupid money, you know, if, yeah. if he was offered up towards the higher end of six figures, you probably wouldn't say no to it. But yeah, we, we've got a lot more of a policy now, at least based off the past 10 days of ownership. We've got a policy of we can keep hold of what we've got and, you know, kind of strengthen slowly. We don't want to rush to bring players in. I think we've got a squad that's more than capable now of getting us over the line in terms of what we wanted, which at the beginning of the season, was anything higher than 23rd. So we're not going to complain either way at the end of the day. Um, and did Nick get his? Sorry, I, I missed yeah. if Nick did his. 
No, no. Yeah, I see. I would say maybe I'm the. I would say we're stronger. Personally, I think mm. the signings look good. It's like Nick was saying, how exciting it is. It's bringing back more exciting times. I know we've lost, you know, Young and Kemp, and, I, and I'll be honest, I really rated Kemp. I thought Kemp, yeah. Kemp was too good for the division. But with them two, and we still had, we still lost a load of games with them. That run, them two were playing. So to mm. me, yes, they were great players that we've lost, but we still lost, we had that run and they were playing. So, you yeah. know, what did they, like, um, who was it said earlier? We're probably, like Ben said, we're probably better balanced now with the squad, which will make us play better, I think. Yeah. And then you got, I think, the system of playing now with Gavin, getting it forward quicker. Because to me, too many teams are playing out from the back and getting yeah. goals. How many goals are the teams giving away? And they think, oh, that's the way of, like I said before, another, you know, years ago it was a ticky tacky. And then suddenly you'd find out teams would lose with 70% of the play. So that ticky tacky end is good. Now it seems that you've got to play it out from the back. That's the way we, you know, if a team's better than you, you can't play it out from the back. Well, that's what I like about Gavin. He wants to play out, but it's got to be quicker. We're not playing it across the back. If we can, your first thought is, can we go forward? And with the squad we got, like you're saying, and, and with the pace, it must be exciting. Because, like you were saying, every player we bought has got pace galore. So that's yeah. exciting because that's you know, you know, what do you tell us? Is it a defender or whatever? One thing you can't do is pace. You can't, if someone's got quickness, what can you do? If you're not the quickest defender, there's nothing you can do. If the ball's over the top, you're not getting there unless you're fouling them and stuff like yeah. that. So having that pace really does excite fans. So I think we're stronger than what we were okay. all round. Well, loving the positivity in the group tonight, that's for sure. Um, let's... Uh... Does anyone have anything in particular they want to say about any of the newcomers uh, before we move on to our next topic? Mm. No? I think the only thing I kind of want to say from a, a Newport perspective is you, you've mentioned the entire time that you've got pace in every signing. And I don't like that because that's the one thing we lack at the yeah. back is <laughs> unless Kyle Jameson starts, but I, he's only just come back from an injury, so I can't see him playing the full 90 and when he was fit we'd be able to you know play high a uh, high line of defense knowing that he would uh beat most attackers in a race but you mentioned that you got pace in these signings and part of me is really glad we're playing you when you have another training session <laughs> from deadline day in comparison to playing you in a uh, few weeks time so i think yeah. that's the thing that we've you know we've kind of failed at or been kind of weak to is teams with pace. Okay. Okay. Um, well, we are working in reverse chronological order, which means we've arrived at the bit where Woody's notepad comes into effect. Um, there was there was so much, so, so much. In a two-hour YouTube stream of which there were X amount of fans, including our very own Ben, uh, in attendance, uh, there was a whole, to be fair, there was a whole myriad of uh, Swindon Town personnel there to to take the questions and answer them honestly and openly. Um, it was a banterful evening, I think is the right way of saying it. Uh, Kieran, I know even that you've, you've caught at least some of the highlights and some of the comments of, of what will happen, so nothing that's about to get discussed will surprise you. Um 
I mean, where, where do we start with this? There, there was the very nice presentation that nobody questioned at any point. Uh, there was the, there was, uh, what else was there? Um, <laughs> our CEO, I, I, I feel a bit sorry. Look, I appreciate that I'm no oil painting. I get it. And, and I'm sorry that I put myself on your screens twice a week minimum. <laughs> I'm sorry that I look like this and yet you choose to watch us. But fuck me. The only thing more miserable than his personality is his actual aesthetic look. He just looks a defeated man. He he has zero person. I'm, I'm sure he's lovely in real life. I'm sure he is. I'm sure in his personal life he's very happy. But fuck me. He honestly, there is nothing positive about him. He 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 looks miserable. He sounds miserable, and his answers are either wrong or nonsensical. The only thing I will say is that he gave a half-decent forced apology for calling supporters freeloaders. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... I, I don't know if it came across better in the room, Ben, but his performance was fucking shocking. Then you've yeah, got... No, my personal view, being there and watching it, apart from the two blokes at the end in suits, I think everyone else represented themselves okay. If we want to go to the very start of the night, one thing that I find evident, because I, I sat myself as soon as I got there right in the front with John. Well, to be fair, I wanted, you were there four hours before it started. But I wasn't there four hours before. <laughs> I was there a good, what, half an hour before it started, so I got myself a couple of points. No, fuck off. You sent me a picture easily at five o'clock that you were there. No, fuck off. I didn't do that. Right. I you sat there. On, Bill, King took, Bill King took the piss out of my, because uh, I was drinking um, Thatcher Zero. Well, come on to him in a bit and all. Yeah, well, we'll come on to Phil King. But, like, I sat at the front, so I wanted to watch the body language. I wanted to see their facial expressions. I want to look at the manager's expression when questions, awkward questions are being asked to them and, like, how they were giving. So I thought I'll get a good position at the front. Also, bag of popcorn, watching it all kick off. Now, one thing that I immediately picked up on was the actual sheer shock that neither of them didn't... Uh, <laughs> Thought, found out that they were both fairly unpopular men. It was a genuine shock when, um, when um, what's his name, read out the, Vic read out the um, statement that the EFL came out that we had been uh, charged and found guilty of uh, late payments over paying clubs back for um, uh, tickets and uh, MRH, and that we had a transfer bargain put on top of us. Then I, I thought, do not fucking say Abanera, Clem. Do not say Abanera. And then he sat down there, quite confident, went, well, this is due to an Abanera. And the whole room erupted. Half the room just started laughing. The other side of the room just started yelling abuse. And he, he was just like, his jaw just dropped. And he was like, oh, my God, they hate me. <laughs> and it was just him and Anthony just looking at each other really awkwardly. And then he just sort of went, well, you're going to laugh at me or you can listen to my answer. But straight away, the worst thing he could have done or said, he should have just, it, it, just honest, it, it was just an admin error. But oh, it, the reaction to the first admin error comment was sensational yeah. from the audience, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. The first, and, and, that, and that was in like the first couple of minutes. And that's when, and that set the tone. Because the lads at the back who were 
quite charged up and ready to voice their opinion, rightly so. Yet they just gave them open an open goal to tap in because that started them off straight away. And then right throughout the words, they, you know, the comments were just flying over, flying over. And, you know, I looked at John and John went, this is brutal. And I went, oh, no, it's brilliant. Ben, what that says to you, that the CEO has no football background. No. He's been put in there. Never been in a social situation. And... The admin errors are his total responsibility. And for well, those to happen, and he should be kicked out the door. Now, we know that ain't going to happen because he's Clem's man, because he's come from Clem's other companies. But that's the problem. He is not football experienced, in, or he's not experienced in running a football club. And, and that's why the errors are being made. And he should not be in that position. Now, he's been put in there, and he's he's the one who's going to take the flag. Whether he lasts the whole season is probably debatable, but it is down to him, 100%. He must take the responsibility. You cannot make an admin error on paying money to the taxman. Simple. I will say on this, I'm just going to say, that since the night itself, Dan from the advert, really good reporter, um, posted saying the club were told and warned that they, they were coming up to sort of sanction area and that this needs to be paid off within days or they would face... Con- the club were warned about this. Um, so they either, completely incompetent, just ignored it, thinking that they'll probably just get fined and just, just ignore it. it. Yeah, just forget this. Not it, not it. Or... They haven't got pot to piss and the money wasn't there. Oh, yeah, both. So is it all or both? You know, and, and, and the concern is, you know, are, are they a bit hooky or are they incompetent? The real yes. worry is they're a bit of both. <laughs> that's, that's the worry, isn't it? I'm, <laughs> um, I'm so, going to do something here that I never expected to do tonight. Uh, and I'm just coming on to Nick's point that he made about the fact that it's a uh, non-football person running a football club, etc., which which I do understand and I do agree with to an extent. But if, if you take the football element out of this, ju- just in the interest of balance, just in case anyone at Swindon Town does happen to be watching and they do want to collaborate with us at some point in the future, show we can be balanced in these discussions, one yeah. would say... In every single industry in the world, I'm sure it happens whether your customer services at supermarkets, whether your HR, whether your retired from doing x y or z it happens in every industry everyone wants experience how do you get experience by doing it but people don't want to give inexperienced people the chance to do it so if you take it in this situation you want an experienced people running the foot you want an experienced person running the football club there are only x amount of people who have experience in running a football club the only way you can get experience in running a football club is to run the football club so while i completely agree with everybody he is not fit to do it I, I just struggle with the it has to be someone with experience because in theory you could only have 92 people with experience of doing it because there's only 92 clubs available. My concern, my big concern is though, because at the moment we've still got FA charges from Lee Power hanging over us over law breakage in ownership and funding. That's still going to happen to us. That's not going away. That's waiting for court cases and then the FA going to get back to us that. So we need to keep our fucking noses clean 
pay everything in time, on time. Do not piss the EFL off whatsoever because we're just going to be tagged as a problem child. And when we do get charged for whatever we're going to get charged, whatever Lee Power did back then, and it's going through the law courts, we won't talk about it, but there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with lots and lots and lots of millions of pounds and lots of accusations. Um, yeah, and they do decide to do something to us. Then Clem can't go, well, we're all right now. I, I don't do anything wrong. We're, run, we're a well-run football club. We pay all our bills on time. Nothing to do with us, Gov. Apart from he's got associates that's still linked with the previous regime, which will count against us. And we've got, you know, we, we don't pay bills on time, in time, which, again, is a massive no-no when it comes to the EFL. sanctioned for nine days is fucking pitiful from the club, let's be honest. Because yeah, they and, and they they days, we're not the only was, ones. No, we're, balanced. No, we're not the we're only, not only the ones. ones. With respect, I don't give a shit about Doncaster. No, and, and they're a bit... Don, what they want. Doncaster are a bit of a basket case themselves. They shouldn't be where they are. But obviously they're being misrun as well. Isn't it? Um, so we, we carried on, and after the, the various... Um, after what seemed a bit of a pantomime in the first half, uh, we, we then got more. What I will say... Uh, again, in the interest of being balanced, and Woody, I know you've got a page full of notes. So I'm going to give you a whole a whole chance to go through it in a minute. Uh, um, the the commercial guy, I want to say his name's James. Please tell me I got that right. James Watts, uh, I think. He, um, I, I've spoken to him in the past uh, about various things, and we've even tried to collaborate on a commercial side of thing with Swindon in the past before. Unfortunately, again, didn't come off. But that, that's a different story. I thought he spoke well and he spoke. Mm. I, I like the fact that he was honest. You know, he reads the socials. He knows we're taking the piss at how many sponsors we've got. He doesn't care. I mean, still no one can tell us where the money from all these sponsors are. But we know that a lot of them are service-based sponsors. So they're getting sponsorship agreements based on them providing services to the club, which I don't necessarily have an issue with because you're just not then paying out for it anyway. Um but I, I thought he in particular spoke well. I thought for large parts, Jamie spoke quite well. Um, we, we could discuss Clem getting angry, especially the Zav Austin bit was fucking hilarious viewing. It was superb viewing, the Zav Austin question. Um, and then when a when a mild-mannered member of FRI just meagerly stuck his hand up and said, uh, just following on from the previous question, are these players actually ours? And are they contracted until next season as well? Uh, I have to say, Ben, superb performance. Uh, I had multiple people sending me pictures of you stood up with your microphone asking questions. Uh, Fucking Phil King taking a piss out of my height. And he's the same height as me. Well, if Phil King was like, oh, don't get up. Like, you're the same height as me, you bastard. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and of course, mm -hmm. all, all the main areas were, were covered. They spoke about the academy. Yeah. Um, they spoke about how good the Man United win was and stuff. They they Alex kind Pike, of brilliant. they kind of spoke about the women's section of of the team, sort of. No, um, really. not really. But it, that, it's <laughs> he, like the, old, the manager left at halfway through the women's team. Yeah, he said he had training, but there was, wasn't any questions or anything, any discussions, wasn't he? <laughs> he, he, said he we're going to lose him at half time. So, if we want, anyone wants any questions based about the women's side or the women's game, you know, we need to bring this up now. He was just sat there, just twiddling his thumbs and got up and left. I like that you say he said he had training as if you don't believe that he actually had training. Oh, they do. They train on Tuesday nights at Foundation. Um, 
and and so what I'd like to do, um, I, I would very much like to to talk about um, the the presentation of the evening. But before that, I would like to hand over to my uh, to my co-captain in the bottom right corner of my screen to start just rattling through his page of notes. And then if, if at any point he says something that's of interest to any of you specifically, feel free to jump in and discuss said points. Um, well, I've got a page where I know it's quite scrawny writing because I was doing it whilst listening, whilst doing housework. Um, so the, I think I just, the first bit I want to mention before I go into my notes is this, this, I, I, I understand that the argument of football experience CEO versus blah, blah, blah. These fines are for issues with business. They're not anything to do with football. Correct. Paying, it's not, we're not, we're not late paying our fucking cleaning bill. We were late paying the HMRC. <laughs> the one, the one, the one organization that could come in and shut us down with a, you know, within a matter of days. So, and we're missing big payments like that. So, um, that was the uh, kind of overarching feeling for me. You know, we're, we're missing. You know, we fundamentally this year, we whether it's a rumor or not, we've done two big crimes. We've not paid the HMRC on time, which I think it was HMRC. Yeah. Um, and we've not paid players on time. That's 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 nothing to do with football. That is that is. We also didn't pay Notts County. We also didn't pay Notts County. Yeah, the, the t that was part of the the issue, not paying them their their ticket money. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, Kieran, have a word. Make sure they pay up. Yeah, it's 1,400 Swindon fans. It's quite a bit of money. <laughs> um, as an overarching theme, and I'll try. I don't want to rant too much because I no, do it. Everyone loves I a fool's run, and I Ben's let Ben's letting Jason down in particular because he wanted was, sweary, angry Ben. I was I can quite, say. I, I was quite nitty picky, and that's just because of the type of person I am. I'm really fun at parties. Um, He's the, great on a night out, is Woody. <laughs> the, um, oh, he brings a checklist then out as well. Shots. I'm all digital now. I've got it on my phone ready. Um, yeah. look, I've already pissed Nick off. Look, Nick's gone. Nick's gone. <laughs> oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. <laughs> um, so, first of all, what I will say is James Watts, J Jamie Russell to a certain extent, and Alex, I thought, came across very well. Yes. Yeah, um, great. I'm not Alex Pike's biggest fan, only because of a couple of run-ins I had when I was in the women's setup. But he is doing a good job, and he presented the future very well. Um, yes. I do have some. I do have some little things about what they're planning and, and things like that. But it was very good. Um, apparently, Mandy Coe was sat up there. Um, I don't think she. Said I did see her. Word. Um, yeah, she was blonde lady. I think. Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> I was being sarcastic then. <laughs> the, um, um, you know, so despite despite Rich Rich Wood having to go, who's only been in who's only been in management for a few months now, um, Mandy Coe, who is the head of women's football or whatever her job role is, was also there and was not asked a single question. Now, what I will respect to the fact now, it's not necessarily against the women, but people weren't there to talk about the women. You know, no. like they 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 were there because they're part of the club and rightly so. But pe people weren't there to talk about the women's setup. They weren't. They had other other issues. Um, the presentation. She did, she did. However, I would say. I, I mean, I don't know how evident it was in the room, Ben, because obviously you were concentrating on the Q and A sessions. But obviously, the YouTube feed that we were able to watch, there were various times where people were sort of sending their grievances towards Clem, and she was just chirping away little sort of subtle answers with no microphone, thinking no one would notice. Yeah, no, no. She was. She was very. 
are very defensive of Clem and anything to, she was giving mother disapproving looks all the time, tutting and looking over. Let's not forget in all of this as well, which is why it comes very, a head of women's football role is a little bit like a CEO role of a football club in terms of the male side, because obviously it's not, um, it's not as big. Now what we've got to remember is Mandy Coe, and I'm I'm not going to, Chuck disrespect on their name because they are doing well this season, but she is also the partner of the guy who runs Co Capital. I think they run Co Capital together or whatever, and they are sponsors of the club. Um, They are quite big sponsors of the club. Um, So she is going to be quite defensive over what what Clem has to say. Um, So from that aspect, but yeah, there wasn't any questions about the women's setup really. There was a little bit of a well done, Hardy Ha. Um, but it's you know it was kind of irrelevant. There is some points that I've got that they talk about where the women's team are going to be in the future plan and stuff like that. Um, but division two way, in five years, all the way back to step one. Um, I mean, did they know there was a presentation happening? Because, <laughs> um, they said, Oh, we've got a little presentation, and Clem might as well have turned around and gone, Oh, have we? Um, <laughs> um, because it, 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 it felt like there was about a 20-minute delay between them actually putting this presentation up and somebody talking. Well, they couldn't um, work out how to turn the lights off, to be fair. Yeah. Well, yeah. In, in the, the with light, our trained electrician yeah, as the CEO. Yeah, with our trained electrician. And <laughs> the lights don't change. For, they don't change where they are. They've always been in the same fucking place. Um, it was so, a right middle man- management, like... Yeah. It, it, uh, it was, it's like anyone who's worked in an office... Has been to a PowerPoint presentation like that. <laughs> yeah, and it was almost like they needed Jerry from IT, who they probably fired three months ago, and is now <laughs> one of the one of the secretaries coming in to do it. Um, so yeah, it, that 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 didn't start me off well. And I love. They didn't I, even I, use I, the animations. I like, I like. I don't mind a presentation, but my fucking god. Um, the then we go into the content of the presentation itself. Fuck me. Um. <laughs> um the new roadmap. This resolved historical debts, something that they've done well, but then, um, but then new ones keep arising. Um, <laughs> new his- I mean, what point in history are they going back? I mean, where does history start and where does the current begin? Um, he made a point of not so having. I've got to go. All right, mate. No Sorry, you're not boring me. Uh, whatever, Nick. I've got to go. Mick's too happy, clapper, these days to listen to this. Too happy oh, he can't have this. Enjoy your celebrations tomorrow, Nick. Um, I will. He, um, See you he, later. Made, he made a point. I, I kid you fucking not. He made a point of not taking a salary. You fucking own the club. Why would you take a salary? Um, the management structure. Uh, majority shareholder, please. Well, yeah, either way. Um, management structure review was mentioned three times, I think, during the presentation. Um, by manager structure review, they obviously mean sack when somebody else is in trouble or to try and replace the competence by incompetence. Um, and one thing that really got me... This got me this... I was washing up at this point, and it got me this wound up that I nearly dropped the fucking glass, right? When he joked about selling a couple of shares, that really wound oh, me up. Oh, do you know what? I was livid. I was I just, fuming. I thought, no, you, no, no, you don't joke about this. You, you, you've sold shares, and this is part of the reason we're in trouble in the first place. Um, obviously, competitive budget came back out, which we all love that phrase. Um, oh, and, and it's that, the fans' fault. That got defended to high heaven as well, which, which was great. That got defended by everybody on the panel, pretty much. <laughs> um, um, 
they were talking, and I don't know if I don't know if at this point whether I was still watching the presentation or just swearing. Um, <laughs> they haven't gone. They they talk about the. Um, I think it was when James came on, and like I say, I thought James presented himself very well. So I don't want to take the credit away. No, from no, him. James was no, MVP for um, me. Um, but they said that they haven't gone through commercial de de deals before now. Now, Clem's been at the club since two thousand and fifteen. Let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah, okay. He he brought the club officially, well, however many years ago it was. Now it might as well have been thirty years ago. Um, but he's been at the club since two thousand fifteen, and I don't understand how he, how him, and any of his team were completely unaware of these weird commercial deals that we we had in place. Um, then, then, here we go. The car in Switzerland got mentioned. The big, the big Karachi situation yeah, yeah. Oh. and i think that, and this is just a paraphrase i'm pretty sure they quoted international academy in karachi this is the same karachi that less than three months ago clem said he had no idea was happening was nothing to do with the club um and and it was no no way with the exception of alex pike who was literally sat 10 10 foot away from him had gone to um, so that for me just exposed a massive lie, and I think well, it got a bit, bit of a chuckle in the room as well. Just, just got, on that yeah, one, there, was a, there, there was a, there was a, a few heckling when uh, comments when he mentioned Karachi. Do you know, do you know what I was? Do you know? But Erflin Ben, that is that is fantastic because all I could think about was when I was watching it, I was like, do you remember? Mock the week when yes, yeah, so this is that. I've said this two <laughs> weeks ago. I said two weeks ago on, on X, I said I would love to do this. Was just before Flynn got sacked. I said I would love to do a mock the week style, uh, take Flynn's quotes and say what he really means in a yeah. mock the week style. Me and you oh, should definitely sort this as a would, mini series, would that, he? That, that would we should we should do that. That was that, that would be good. <laughs> now, I haven't actually got that many points out, so I don't know if you want me just to just yeah, keep going, keep going, carry on going, right. Okay, I'm, so, I'm loving cynical, sarcastic Woody. Then, then we start. Then they started talking about how the academy look at players, which was, you know, I'm quite impressed. There's a good thing. Until, until now, I've met Bailey, very nice guy. I will add, very nice guy. Yeah, um, gone through the promotions. They, until and he's done well. Yeah. Until um, they mentioned about him social social stalking on social media. Um, <laughs> I'm not, not quite sure how I feel about that because everybody's different. Um, everybody approaches... Now, don't get me wrong. They might check social media to see if they're a criminal. But, you know, it does. It did feel like at that point they were going to be judging players on their character on social media rather than their footballing ability matching their character. Well, yeah, I mean, um, let's be fair. Romeo Hutton had a certain ability on a football pitch, but yeah. on social media, he's a bit of a concern. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I bet Bailey wouldn't have liked that. Um, so... Um, Maybe did the they talked about together. They gave this kind of "I wish I was Winston Churchill esque" speech about <laughs> uniting everybody together. And the one thing that I've just got on here is you're too defensive to say that we're in this together. You're too deflecting. You're too um, every time something was mentioned, um, you know, he would Clem would say, "I'm really sorry about this." Um, I'm sorry, I've made a mistake, okay, but there were eight million pounds in debt or whatever the fuck he was saying. We were three minutes away from administration. Um, so stop deflecting, take the blame, take it responsibility, and just yes, that's done. Don't try to wrap up by saying something that is arguably bollocks. 
Um, on the on the all in this together bit, um, I, I kind of thought this at the time, but hearing you say it in those words, it just makes me think it's less Winston Churchill, more High School Musical. Yes, yeah, but I like well, I like Winston Churchill as one of my heroes as well. But I also like a High School Musical. So um, <laughs> thanks for ruining that film for me. Thanks for telling you ruined something else. Um, I for one was very very gutted that I didn't see any roadmap. I saw the one three year five plan, five year plan. I felt like I was in a business meeting at, at work. Um, <laughs> one year plan, three year plan, but at least they've got something on paper that they can tell us next year that they've changed. Yep. Um, I they used lots confused. of buzzwords. Yes, they did use lots of buzzwords. I was a little bit confused over the women's, the, the small bit they mentioned about the women's team. Now, they said they obviously want the team to be tier two in five years' time, if I remember yep. rightly. Um, tier three in two and three years time. Three years time. That's right. Um, now, I know they're building a project. I know they're doing a lot there, but currently the women's team, in my opinion, although they're better quality in terms of league position, um, they're actually not really that much different from what they were the last couple of, over the last couple of years. No, correct. So, um, so I'm I'm starting to wonder why we're not pushing for promotion. Um, you know, in terms of next season, but whether that's what they meant. Because I'm pretty sure they said, I don't know if they said women's would be in tier three in year in three years' time or whether they would be pushing for tier three. Somebody might have to quote me on that because I was waiting for Mandy Coe to answer. That's that's why, because obviously being ahead of women's football, you'd expect her to know to know that. Um sure it's they would be in tier three within three years. If that if that's the case, that's fair enough. I just didn't because I, I know with with the men's, they were saying they're going to be pushing for promotion, blah, 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 rather than actually being in that league. Um, they also need to stop being so ignorant to how much money it would take to get into tier two of, of, of the women's game. Um, you know, we're talking like near a million just to get into it. So I think they need to do a little bit of research on that, whether we can afford that at this stage. I'm sure man um, knows this. Yeah, obviously, because we do our due diligence. We do our due diligence. Um, and then, and then, for some reason, I've written this down right in the middle, which is absolutely nothing to do with the content. But one thing that really annoyed me: um, um, King and Vic kept talking over each other. That was yes, really, really yes, annoying. And I absolutely love Vic Morgan. And you know, until then, I actually did like Phil King as well. Um, you know, I thought he was brilliant on on, on hospitality. But I, I do think he he had a bad day. He did have a, He was way too defensive of the club. He wasn't in any neutral form at all. Um, you know, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't a compare. Compare is that the right word? Yeah. He wasn't really a compare. He was very much kind of almost like a spokesperson. And he was, that... no, he was less of a spokesperson, more a part-time defender, part-time kind of sort of <laughs> aggressive drunk at a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I think I've only got three more points down. Um, Admin, I've already mentioned about the admin that they talked spoke about the admin area. You guys spoke about that earlier. He then said, "Oh, we went on. Uh, we were eight mil. Blah 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 blah. Um, fucking admin error again. Admin error again. Um, biz, I'm you know playing the victim. I've got down here that he seemed to play the victim all the time. Um, yeah. Almost like we owe him something because he mm -hmm. decided to take over the club because mm -hmm. Zav Austin needed him to use his badge in Karachi. Yeah. Um, and then the one thing." Um, obviously, Kingy again. This man saved the club, and then he wanted a round of applause for that, which I thought was fucking weird. Um, and then, um, because as I said a couple of weeks ago, this man hasn't saved the club yet. We're still, we're still in the shit. 
like if we get out of this shit, he saved the club. Fair enough, but we're still in this shit. Um, and he keeps. We're more it. in this shit. I've never thought we were closer to non-league than we are now. Exactly. Is that if we go, if we, which I don't think we will. I've said for ages, we're not, we're nowhere near relegation, especially with the signings we made. But if we went down to non-league, we'd be bust. We'd, we'd go bust. Yeah. Um, the and then the one thing that irritated me with Gavin, Mister Gunning, um, was when Mr. he Gunning, asked, it, it was an okay question. Um, he said to somebody, "What's a decent team?" Um, I think yeah. it was his response. And the reason I said it was bad timing for him to say that was because we were just talking about how much everybody's paying for a ticket to go watch yeah. the game. Um, for me, and I still say there's a, psych- a lot of psychological finance involved here, but it's not £27 a ticket. In everybody's head, that's £30 a ticket. <laughs> when people yeah. are departing with £30 of their money, they're expecting better on the field when we're saying yeah. that we need to play. You know, they we've said it, Craig and I especially have sung it many, many times about this kind of emotional blackmail that we were put into to get yeah. this season tickets. The fans did their bit. The fans have done their bit. The fans are still doing their bit. <laughs> um, we're now, we might now be seeing the just result, just rewards. But um, for me, that was a really ill time to make that comment from Gav Gunning to say, what do you think is a decent team um, when we were talking about the competitive budget and, and things like that? Um, I don't disagree with him necessarily because not everybody in that room, um, apart from obviously Jamie, who never plays football manager because I win everything on football manager, so I know a good player. Um, but it's um, it, it just kind of made me think that, like, oh, Gav, maybe you need to re- measure the room a little bit more, which is what led to my comments a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, actually, to be fair, looking back on it, um, you know, the one thing that I would give, I mean, the CEO guy, whatever his name is, Anthony Hall. Um, Anthony Hall? Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, like he was like a really B-tech version of Bradley Walsh in Mike Bassett. It's kind of what Clem says. He just goes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I saved the club. Yeah, yeah, I'm safe for the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a bit like that. He was, he was shite. He, I, if there's anybody I want to go first, it has to be him. Um, Clem, Clem's got an opportunity now to sort this out between now and the end of the season. He's got to go. He is absolutely clueless. He didn't answer the questions well. He didn't look like he wanted to be there, which granted, he's getting a lot of abuse thrown his way. So I probably wouldn't want to be there anyway. Um, but he's just I just I just didn't didn't like what he was saying. I didn't like how he was coming across this kind of very arrogant approach to like it was almost like me going, Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> Oh, we fucked up. You know, we fucked up. We don't know what was happening with all your money. Um, so that's yeah, that that was kind of as Ben said, Ben nailed it perfectly for me. Unfortunately, Clem and Anthony Hall didn't do themselves any justice i don't think didn't do themselves any favors in in that in that fans forum you know i I listened to it on again over here and i I thought when i listened earlier earlier when clem had those interviews i thought you could see clem don't like being in front of a cat he don't like that so to me then you need someone who's good at that and to have that he's worse than anybody like you're saying that ceo i thought you've got to have someone who's good with people who's good at speaking to people to because Clem definitely don't like doing it, you know. You yeah. so like I said, when I listened to it, the Karachi thing definitely because I remember him saying in his interview, I don't know nothing about it, it has something to do with the club, and then it got brought so I'm thinking, hang on a minute, 
you're better Stav off. Stav Austin's staying. just a friend. That's all we need yeah. to remember. He's just a yeah. special friend. Yeah. yeah. To me, that that part of it, I thought you, you, something's wrong here because you said a couple of months ago that you, it's nothing to do with Swindon. Now you've got the guy who went out of the crash, he sat on the panel. So be honest about that because all fans want is honesty. Whether it's a cock up or whatever, we just want, just be honest with us. You know, he's put, if he's put the money in, like you're saying, he's been at the club a long time. So for him to say, when I took the club over, we didn't know it was in this crap of a state. Surely he should have known that because he's been involved with the club for years before that. And if you're going to buy a business, you're going to look into all the finances before you even. Well, he say, he no, didn't have time to do his due diligence. He had he had he's like long enough involved. Six, he had six minutes to find two point nine million. <laughs> yes, it's just stuff like that. I, I find hard. But if he's put the money in, because if he walked tomorrow, what what would the club be in then? If we got no money coming into the club, would... we'd we'd be trying to be sustainable, but it's not happening. So it costs a million pound a year. Yeah. So everyone wants to slag Clem off. So you got to give him a bit of credit for that. You know, and I know what yeah. you're saying about. I know because I've been reading the comments on Phil King about he's getting slaughtered on how he done it, but it, it's hard because a lot of people were just shouting, want to get there, they just want to cause arguments. I found, and I thought that was getting nowhere. And he was trying to calm that down, but then he got slaughtered for it because he was, you know, he ain't going to come out there and slag off Clem or slag the, the, them off. He, he's got to do his part, but yeah, it, you know, for me, well, something's for him and Vic. I thought they must have followed saying screw this with well, well, I do want to uh, I do want to talk about the the the, the two and, and how it was hosted, but you actually made a very interesting point, Nick, about um about Clem. And I've left one comment where I haven't flashed it up yet because it links into something you said and something Woody said, and he clearly it, it's not his speciality, it's not what he likes to do, um, and he's not necessarily particularly good at it. Um because I don't get to attend a lot of these things because of like where I am and, and time frames and stuff, I, I do find it interesting. I like to gauge the reaction of kind of a bigger group uh, while forming my own opinion on things. And I have to say, this comment from from Earthly Ben, it, it, it was sort of a copy and paste of a lot of people's comments on social media. Um, he did say fucking once or twice, but you could see that as passion. I am bored shitless of just because he swears in an Australian accent, people think he's passionate. No, he's just annoyed. He it's did no get quite doubted. It's no different to me saying fucking in a half Wiltshire, half East Midlands accent because I've been up here so long. It doesn't mean I'm any more passionate because I swear. It just means I'm pissed off that you keep questioning why I'm letting Sav Austin do whatever the hell he likes, whenever the hell he likes. I think the fans did quite like when he started shouting, this club does, you know, should not be in fucking league two um you know we should not be in the lower leagues um but we we like that yeah, that's, that's just that pandering was... to the crowd i don't know i think i think he generally i think he gently generally he got really pissed off because be he, he, he kept getting catcalled 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 cat he lost fair, his, his, his thing of saying you know swindon shouldn't be in fucking league two and all this i could say that to you know, Newport, we shouldn't be in League Two, whatever. It does saying, right. saying you shouldn't be in a division doesn't really do anything. Right. I know. I know. But it but a, I, I understand the, the, in the club. And why would I understand the two difference of, you know, the, like there's passion and then there's just pissed off and I was watching it as an outsider. 
I didn't see passion. I saw pissed off that he's being kind of questioned about things that are uncomfortable for him to answer at the end of the day. It wasn't passion. It was just genuine annoyance. You could tell he didn't want to be there. Yeah. And I think I think it's key to note as well that um, this, and I, I agree that he might not necessarily like being in front of the media, etc., or in front of people. But he is a CEO. Uh, he is an owner. Sorry, he is he majority is majority shareholder. You know, he is he is of a position of high power. So whether he likes doing them or not, he know he should be doing them, and he should be therefore fronted to the answers. But the only other thing is, as I would say, is. That, that was another thing that actually annoyed me was when Kingy also said straight away to, to play almost like the victim card on Clem when he was introduced. He doesn't normally like doing these things, um, but he's here anyway. Here he is. And then he tried to do a stupid Aussie accent. Um, but it's just I just think that like already you're saying it. And Clem said it in a few times in his interview. I'm I'm here. I don't like doing these, but I'm here anyway. Almost like we should feel fucking sorry for him. We should feel sorry that he's got to come up and answer for the decisions that he's made. Um, you know, you won't come on to a podcast where you're going to get challenged. We know that. Front out, I hope you're watching. You know, you won't come on to this podcast because you know you're going to get challenged. He won't go on to Love Strangers because he knows he's going to get challenged. Um, you know, so it's, I just think that this kind of whole play the victim card, oh, I'm not normally very good at this. It doesn't matter. You own the company. You're there to answer for the actions that you've, you've made. Whether you want, whether you like doing it or not. I don't like fucking washing up, but I still had to do it whilst listening to that tripe. And, you know, it's just like, there's things you have to you nearly do. Smash yeah, I nearly it's smashed the glass. It's an immediate attempt to get out a jail-free card, isn't it? It's an immediate want for sympathy saying that he doesn't want to do it. But the thing but like I said, the if thing you're is, good at that, you get your CEO to be good at that, and his CEO's even worse than him. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the very minimum. I'll tell, tell you who would have been better. I mean, I, I would have no qualms if in two years' time, James, and I, I, I don't want to blow his trumpet too much because he's made a couple of bad decisions, but he's done well for himself. James Watts would be fine as a CEO because he's confident. Yeah. He knows the commercial side. He knows the football side. Yeah. Obviously, he was at Newport, and he was at... Um, he was at a couple of other places. I would have no qualms with that guy. I know he. I know he's happy in his career, but that's a CEO figure. If you've got an owner who wants to hide away and wants to put people out, you yeah. know, out to the fire, it, he would be the best person for it. They should have just said, right, we're filtering all questions through James. However, there was one person in the crowd who fair play to him kept going, no, I want Clem to answer, and Clem was trying yeah. to get Anthony Hall to answer it, and he was like, no, I want Clem to answer it. Um, so. But yeah, I'd like. Um, is it? Um, oh, what was that name was in my head a second ago? Uh, Mark Devlin. I'd love to see someone like him back at the Kangaroo. Nick will remember what Mark was like. Um, as as CEO, he's doing a cracking job at Orient at the minute. And um, yeah, no, uh, he, he's a proper football man and can run a club as well. And he he knows his stuff. And Mark Devlin was quite good. Um, before we go on too fast, I think the biggest. Red flag, and I, I actually brought this up as a question when I mentioned about the turnover of 8.25 million. I thought it was eight and a half, but I was corrected by Anthony Hall was 8.25 million. And <laughs> how they're going to bring <laughs> that's good of him to question you on 250k, isn't it? Yeah, and um, and, uh, and and it was actually to be fair, I'll, 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 I'll give Liam's juicy. It was question Liam went, Ask this one, and it and um, he went. 
you know, how are we going to bring it down over the next year? And we got the same answer than we did when we asked the question about how much have we spent in fines and, you know, that's, and, and he kept going up, well, we've recently signed up to uh, Fair Play and they're going to come in and audit the books. And it's just, they won't give us any sort of, even just a roundabout financial idea and it, it there was none of the whole night so i think you don't know and it's not it's not to fair play to do our books for us they're not our accountants you know they, they can advise and a better ways of running the club which is what he was trying to answer our questions is a well they're all at the club and they'll come out the only one thing i did get from that was um fair play will release their findings and they will do it not swindon so when they say right well you need to do this a b and c and c to be a bit more economic with your money and run cheaply because swindon as a football club you really shouldn't be eight million eight eight point two million a year when the average is about four or five for a league two club you know really we should have with our turnover and with our small squad and you know the lack of everything that we have like staff the lot we should be cheapest chips to run we don't even have to pay rent anymore so we should have a bit of spare cash about us and we might have and this result of january seemed as though we have spent a bit on wages but yeah um uh, it's just like where's where, where where's 8.25 million what is they couldn't they, they, they wouldn't answer it all they would say is fair play will come and audit us in the next just, few weeks just and in, then the really of, in the interest of clarity and to to make sure Royston doesn't blow a gasket in the in the chat, uh, it's fair game, not fair play. Oh, is it? So I'm always getting names wrong, isn't it? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd have been better if they waited a week, and if we win on Saturday and with the new signings, fans would have been in the better mood. No, yeah. I, I, still, I still think there's enough fans generally pissed off of what's going on that they would have got it regardless. I, I was still yeah. surprised it went ahead. To be fair, yeah. I think they had to after they counted the first one, they had to do it. They had to. Um, Colin, let, let, let's discuss it. I mean, um, as I said on the night, so Tuesdays I've, I've taken up uh, additional training at the moment, so I missed the, the first section of the, the event, but I came back to lots of messages in the WhatsApp chats, DMs, X notifications, etc. cetera, uh, and it got to the point that, that uh, Mr. King was getting crucified that much that even I dared to suggest the club should just let me host it next time uh, because it, it was it was becoming an utter shambles. I mean, we had... I would it, love that, I see. What, what, for me to host the fans for? I'd love you to host the next forum. Um, so brilliant. There was... Yeah, but I thought he was fairly, to, I, fairly done, personally. So, well, this is this is why I'm bringing it up because it's interesting to get different people's views on it. So, there was there was a suggestion that he was overly defensive of Clem, and he was just another one that was basically putting their body on the line so Clem didn't have to worry about being shot at. People um, have also said that there were some unsavory and not very um, suitable attempts at, at jokes to lighten the atmosphere. Um, there were there were moments where both he and Vic, to be fair, although I think Vic was harshly treated by some on social media for yeah, for, I agree. That, yeah, um, but that about sort of a, a negative, shouty, passive aggressive attitude towards those who wanted to get their point across and wanted to ask questions. Um, 
do, do we think uh, I mean do you guys think having watched it or, or having been there like you were Ben do, do we think that it detracted from it at all f- from the occasion it was hard because obviously he's got to he's got to have people firstly you know the lads at the back were just shouting out all of them at different times shouting out different things and then there's the whole room of people they got something to say and it's firstly keep him in a little bit of check and i think he was trying to introduce humor humor to keep it balanced because there was a few times you know that it you could feel the tension rise a little bit and you could feel it going like this is getting a bit brutal here this is getting a bit hot on the collar and you can see like the bench all tutting getting a bit wound up and then the lads at the back were getting wound up with the answers because they didn't think they were being clear and you know open and transparent i should say which is fair um and well, you know, a sort of miscommunication that was going on. We'll, we'll say it's miscommunication, and it, it starts to rise. So I think he, Kingy, was just trying to introduce a bit of humour and a little bit of that. Also, just trying to dump it. And he kept saying to him, "Lads, I love your passion. It's brilliant. Love it." Yeah, but but, at the same you know, time, I've got to go over it now. <laughs> so, there, there, there but he moments, did try and... At the same time, where, where I appreciate what he's saying, that there are times there where there would be an answer that whether those in the room or those watching didn't feel was necessarily correctly answered or, or answered in the level of detail required to, to sort of appease the fans. And then all you'd get is, is comments like, well, come on, you're swinging fans. Cheer for that answer. Come on. It's like it was an episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah, you wanted a that, that was... yeah no, that was... Yeah, no, that I think that was probably I think that was him doing his first ever one and probably making an ill advised. Yeah, um, yeah, probably ill advised. If he probably watched that back, he probably might have done that a bit differently because it did. Yeah, it was kind of like. Yeah, I think I think I think <laughs> the, his problem really why people started firing shots was was mainly because things like he started answering questions on behalf. Like he was, like I said earlier, he was really there to compare the evening, and he's he's kind of started on like that. I mean, that statement about players not wanting to play football anymore, uh, like it, it was almost like let's have five minutes of Kingy's answer before we let anybody else answer. That was that was the problem with that. I think. I mean, I thought that was a load of rubbish as well, to be totally honest. But the um, yes, there are underlying factors, but I don't think it's necessarily a case that it's. It's as it's as harsh as he sounds, but it was almost like he would answer the question and then look to the panel and go, "Do you do you agree with me?" And it's like, "Are you ready I, to answer? I, yet? Have I, I killed get, enough time?" I get you're putting your pennies in, and, and Vic was guilty of it a couple of times too. Um, I get you're trying to put your pennies worth in, but let's not forget the reason you're there. The reason you're there is is to kind of act as that mediator between the two. Um, so yeah, I do agree with Nick a little bit. He probably was a bit harshly critiqued um overall um uh, you know i'm not too fussed about the jokes thing like i but i don't get offended easily yes but his jokes have always been his jokes yeah, have always that's been that's him in it that's his that's personality just, that's, that's just him um unfortunately yeah. um but you know when i'm at hospitality i laugh at those jokes you know so it's mm. um and and they're just bad they're 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 funny because they're bad but was it the right time as ben was saying was it the right time to to be putting in Weird little he might have like thought that because it was getting a little like Ben was saying it was getting a little bit heated, so he thought a bit of humor might bring it down. It might not have been the right time, but I just thought 
to you know the the, the stuff they were people fans were saying about him. I, I could just you know he played for the club, he loves the club, and it. You know, you're only there as a compare, I know, but I just thought he was he was he's been harshly hammered, personally. But Ben, was there any was there any real sort of big positive takeaways in the room? Um I think some people came out better than you thought they thought they would. I think um is it Jamie, uh, Jamie Russell, I think, came off better. The commercial guy came off better. Um, yeah, I think they, they they sort of like below, as I, as I said at the start, I think the two men on the suits on the left didn't really have a very good evening at all and looked fairly uncomfortable um, and probably wasn't quite as transparent as they should have been. Uh, I think everyone else tried to be as honest as they could. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think the people below them, I think, as Swindon, there's a lot of people who work in the club who, who, are, who are great. And, yeah, I, I personally think, you know, again, this is my opinion. This is not uh, shared. This is not fact. This is just opinion that, I, you know, I think there's outside influences that lean on. Um um, I think part of I, I I don't think he's an out and out wrong, and, but I do think that his job is made a lot harder by other people that weren't in the room. Um, but that's my opinion, um, and that's not a fact. I'm not stating that a fact. I could well be wrong. So you know, I, I please don't take that as something that I know or anything. It's just that's just uh, my uh, suspicion. I think, um, yeah. Okay. Um... Woody, was there anything else you wanted to add on the on the fans forum? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, just to address Royston's comment in there about there would there, there was blatant racism. I don't actually know any of the jokes that were said. I just know that he just makes jokes, and to be fair, every joke would offend somebody, and that's that's my general view. I never want anybody to be to be somebody to offend somebody else. Um, I don't know what the joke was, but I know that he makes quite borderline jokes. That's just what he is. Everybody knows that. Um, so I just want to clear it up that I don't. I'm not condoning racism or anything like that. But you can't. You can't make a joke that isn't offensive. So, but yeah, I, I, if that's not what Royston meant, then fair enough. But yeah, I, I want to clear the air there that I don't condone any <laughs> any any racism just because I might find jokes of an offensive nature. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Call me Ricky Gervais. No, no one, I don't think anyone was suggesting anything uh, untoward. And, and to be fair, Royce says fair enough. Um, I think we've gone on for nearly three hours again. Uh, it's time we all went and got some sleep because there is a big local game tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Kieran, yeah. first of all, thank you as ever for your time. Um, and thank you for sticking with us. I know, I know that you, you're uh, at a time where you're really absorbing a lot of information about not just your club, so I appreciate you staying on. Um, again, tell tell viewers and listeners where they can find you on socials, where they might see you popping up. Still doing a fair bit with, like, lower league look and stuff? Yeah, we're still doing a uh, fair bit. Of course, there's been a kind of switches arounds of names and 
splits of brands and whatever. But, you know, we're, we're towards the other side of that, which is quite nice. But, yeah, I'll be sticking with that in terms of uh, my personal social medias. Of course, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of Newport, but like you said, I'm trying to divert to kind of learn about uh, other League Two clubs. And indirectly, I almost feel like I know more about Swindon and Doncaster more than my own club at some time. So, you know, there's... Uh, there's... Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, it's coming back. Oh, yeah. We disappeared. In terms of my socials, it's literally the, the thing that's in my name. It's that side. Like Kieran UTC, that is literally everything. Just sometimes there's a there's a dot on Instagram, or I think that's generally it. There's a dot in between Kieran and UTC on Instagram, but other than that, it's all the same. And uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed this. I remember when we did the other one, uh, of course, with the reverse picture. I stayed for the whole thing, and <laughs> it's a it's always a good laugh to have this kind of a front row seat of it. So, yeah, best of luck after tomorrow, of course. Uh, like I said, in terms of uh, in terms of McCurdy and stuff, I'm I'm really glad to see him back in in League Two and back in the EFL. So, yeah, best of luck for the rest of the season after tomorrow. I'll message you all. Yeah. I'm sure at about four p.m. saying that. No, I appreciate that, mate. And of course, you've now been on enough times where, uh, when it comes to the summer content and us doing some some absolute nonsense, you'll be heavily involved in that, I'm sure. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, uh, of course, after after tomorrow, uh, good luck for the rest of the season. And uh, don't be a stranger on FRI, whether it's popping into the live chat or popping on as a guest to, to discuss anything you like. Uh, appreciate That's that. Cool. Nick, um, thank you for, for coming to us all the way from stateside. Appreciate your time as always. Good luck in the upcoming tournament in uh, Arizona, you were telling me. Yeah, go out next Wednesday. Fly out next Wednesday. I'll enjoy that, mate, and good luck. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you as well to Gary and, and uh, OR Nick, who were on earlier, but have had to depart for the evening. Uh, ben, thanks your dad for, for being entertaining in the chat for the first hour and for your no contributions way. in the preceding two hours, essentially. Uh, Woody, um, never a dull moment with you here. You are li <laughs> You are literally the glue that holds this whole thing together. Thanks, as ever. Good luck with your game this weekend as well. Look forward to seeing how it goes and hearing all about it on Monday. Little shout out before we finish on Monday. If everything goes as is scheduled, we're due to have one, if not two, of our favourite people who have never yet appeared live on an FRI panel, but they have once appeared on FRI. If you know, you know. But hopefully they will be here on Monday to join us to discuss what we're hoping will be three magnificent points <laughs> and maybe even another clean sheet uh, away at Newport. If you are going to the game, enjoy. I'm sure it's going to be. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a great atmosphere. Hopefully, it'll be a great game. Earthling Ben says I've just subbed. I presume that's for you, Kieran, and not for us because I imagine he's already subbed us. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, if you are going to the game, as we always say, be loud, be proud, bring home some points, uh, have a wonderful day, and be safe. I really Love look forward to uh, to hearing from you all over the weekend. If you do say any fools about, as we always say, just take. Take pictures. I, I seem to get pictures quite a lot now of oh guess who I saw, guess who I saw. If you do see Woody outside Costa, go up and go up and speak to him. He'll love that. 
And uh, yeah, I suppose that draws this episode to a close. Thank you very much for your time. The chat's been amazing as always. We will be available on all of our socials, Kieran, myself, Fools, etc. And we will speak to you again on Monday. Until then, from me and everyone else at FRI, good night. Thank you.